are back for a new episode, better than ever. I'm very excited oh, to yeah. be here today because, wait, and we just surpassed the whole length of the last episode. Right we there. did it. Ah, oh. wonderful. We kept it short last time. Uh, I don't know. It was an interesting one for sure. But uh, I know you had some thoughts on that too. But I wanted to say mm-hmm. this morning I happened to uh, to throw on a couple songs because of the movie today. I realized I was researching after watching Forgetting Sarah Marshall, uh, which I finished this morning before the show. I was researching it and went through the music section. And they happened to say that in one of the bar scenes in the background is a little song called Amber by the band mm-hmm. 311. And I was like, yeah. oh, wait, I think there was a song at a bar scene I was humming along to and bopping my head. Mm-hmm. Went to go listen to it. Damn straight, it was Amber. Guess what? I know that song, Brent. I'm telling you. You totally you told me. And then I listened to Beautiful Disaster. Oh, yeah. I went all through their top Spotify songs, basically. Oh, and I great. was like, yeah. which of these do I know? Mm-hmm. Uh, all Mixed Up. Definitely knew that one. Banger. Yeah. Down. Love it. Right. Been jamming to it for the past week. There you go. Despite right there. Wow. Uh, hanging my head in shame for the last episode, <laughs> I have uh, been digging that song quite You've a bit. You've been embracing 311 since last week? Oh, my God, Stephen. You don't oh. even know. Like, Oh, I, there you go. Please tell me about it. For my other podcast, I'm supposed to be listening to this Biohazard album. Mm-hmm. Uh over on the the nudist colony that's gonna be our next episode i'm uh it's not great i'll just be honest with you, but it's not not great never heard this album before not good hard to get into it's so funny, sure like, it's hard to get yeah i'm yeah. gonna have to like supplement this with some 311 because it's just fun digging back through that nostalgia you know right and uh there's just so many like songs that i i used to love and uh do they hold up as well as they did when i was younger not really if I'm being honest, but like it is fun hearing some of those old riffs and whatnot. 311 has a wonderful rhythm section. Uh, the, their bass player, his name is Peanut. You know? Oh, okay. P hyphen nut. Get oh. it right. It's like oh. Spider hyphen man or Spider hyphen Gwen. I always make sure to spell it that way when I text you. Always. I will find out if you don't. I know. Sometimes mm-hmm. I try not to just to see if autocorrect can keep up with me. And mm-hmm. sometimes it, it does help me out. But sometimes it fucks me over too. But I want you to know that I've I've corrected autocorrect to make sure that I put that hyphen in Spider Man because I don't want to end our friendship. Perfect. That's wonderful. You've taught me that you will beat me, basically. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's what I've understood. You're not a violent a, man, but I understood that's the line. I have a sock filled with Valencia oranges <laughs> ready to go. No, you live in a different state, so I'll mail it to you and I'll just take you at your word that you okay, beat yourself good. with it. But yeah, yeah, uh, good. Hmm. Uh, but yes, yeah. So three eleven, I've been uh, been digging. I'm glad that you went down the uh, the rabbit hole totally. a little bit. Listen to it. Uh, was there anything that stood out to you as uh, like jogging your memory of of hearing those songs in the past? Uh, all f- all four of those. Uh, the last one that I was only like it seems kind of familiar was Love Song, and uh, yeah, it's, it's a different album cover. Uh, I was surprised at the different album covers. I thought maybe I would just know one of them, mm-hmm. but uh, there was actually like a few of those that I knew from different things. And I just feel like it, they were just a band that I heard in pop culture a lot. Like they were big on the radio and they were big at a lot of movies like this one, which I watch a ton and we'll talk about. Uh, but it's uh, yeah, I realized like like Amber in particular, when you were saying it the other day, I was like, oh, I realized I don't know the lyrics to probably any of their songs, though. Right. I, I just like like when you listen to it, they just have a good vibe. And I like just kind of like jamming to it. It's kind of like it's kind of like rock with like islandy sort of 
you yeah. know, like <clears throat> feel to it almost. And and mm-hmm. I was like, oh yeah, like I just remember liking this song, yeah, uh, but not really the lyrics. And so when you mentioned it the other day, I was like, I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> Did not know that song was called Amber, right? Yeah. Oh, that's so, so funny because it's like it's all over the course. Like once you hear it, you hear right. it, right? I, yeah, I, totally. And I was like, oh duh, right? <laughs> um, so. Uh, Love song, real quick, is a, right. a cover of a Cure song. Have you ever heard that Cure song? Oh, I don't know if I've heard that Cure song. I love covers, though. That's always fun. And yeah, cool. That was that was a, the the Cure was always one of those bands that like never. It was like a blind spot for me until Three Eleven covered that song, mm. and then I heard like a couple of their other songs based on that. So, um, oh, I love that, that. I don't. I'm not like super knowledgeable about the Cure, but I do have respect mm-hmm. for them. You know, just from uh, uh, their legacy. I suppose. Uh, I think our friend Rachel, uh, Rachel Bookout, oh, yeah? is a big Cure fan. Or Cure at least she fan, was back right in the on. day. Uh, either way, she'll let me know if I'm wrong. She has no, <laughs> no qualms about that. Um, and then, uh, so yeah, 311 has a, a reggae flavor to a lot there of their songs. There you go, that's what I was songs. looking for. It's, yeah. it's like going back to their first album. It's always been there. A lot of rap rock as well. Mm. Uh, based on this information, Stephen, where do you think the band 311 is from? Oh, interesting. They're, they're from the United States. Okay, you're going to help One me out. One of the 50 okay. states. One of the 50 states. Uh-huh. With a reggae feel. Rap I rock, feel like, reggae. Mm-hmm. I feel like Midwest, maybe, because why not? Okay. What about, like, South Dakota? Oh, close. Where are, they, where are they from? Omaha, Nebraska. Oh! close yeah yeah man nebraska right on you know what you can be from anywhere and just make you yourself whatever you want to be i remember when i, I told that. you once a while back that slipknot was from iowa and there you go exactly <laughs> yeah, i'm like the rock you so many of those ba- like corn where's mm-hmm. corn from uh california okay well california's pretty cool i think we yeah. can all agree california's like really fucking cool all right mm-hmm. but uh yeah it's always interesting where you find out people are, you know wherever they're from so Mm-hmm. Man, Nebraska. That's cool. What's the? Do you know the significance? Can you remind me again of the three eleven? Uh, yeah. So that's like a like police code for indecent exposure. Oh I yeah, is where it came from. So. so they're saying like "fuck you." Yeah, sorta. look at these nuts. These yeah. peanuts. Yeah. You know? Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. They bring it back to their own names. That's nice. Mm-hmm. So like a good bunch of guys. They're but fun. Yeah. It's been like the same five band members for all of their studio albums. Oh, that's so awesome. Pretty rad. Yeah. I, was, I was looking through there to see if they had any newer music, and they, they don't really have anything since mm-hmm. 2018. I hope they come out with some new stuff because I'd be uh, uh, anxious to hear that just to see what they cook up, you know. But I did see in 2022, late 2022, they re-released the song Amber, but it's like a sped up version. I was going to ask you about that. I saw that just now. And what is like, that? Why? And I listen to it, and it's like the vocals are pitched up because of it, you right. know? I've been seeing this lately. It keeps popping up. There's, like, uh, bands from the 90s and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, Everclear had a song that I was like, they just offered a sped-up version. I was like, why? And I listened yeah. to it, and I was like, again, why? This is a worse version of the thing. I don't, I don't understand. understand. But I Googled it, and uh, you know whose fault this is? The Chinese, Steven. It's because of TikTok. Oh yeah, they. Damn it. I guess because of the the clips being so short, they want to fit in as much chorus or whatever as possible hmm. for their little like TikTok dances or whatever. Little TikTok dances that sounds dismissive, so and it is. What? But you know, 
So they're they're releasing these songs just so people can dance to them on fucking TikTok. I guess I, I think that's how a lot of artists like get off my lawn. <laughs> I think that's how a lot of artists like can um, get a like following or whatever. Like uh, years ago, there was a uh, an, a meme about Papa Roach's. Oh fuck! What is it? Uh, Last Resort, mm. where it was like cut my life into pizza. This is my last dessert or something uh-huh. like that. Yeah. So it became memefied and the people like ended up finding the song and then it it like gave a resurgence to them for a little bit. Man. So I it's all these weird like internet culture ways of people getting into stuff, you know? You know, sometimes I think about um you know, getting I don't know, getting into like YouTube stuff. Or or whatever, like producing things like that. And sometimes mm. I think like, oh, like the things I watch, like I could I could produce some of this stuff, whatever. Mm. And then sometimes I see things on YouTube or, or other social media and I'm like, oh my god, I'm so far fucking removed from how people interact <laughs> with media. There's uh-huh. no fucking way that I'm gonna be able to do anything like this because it's just it feels that different how people discover Papa Roach mm-hmm. through a TikTok, you know meme breaking it down into pizza you you should discover papa roach the way i did on the radio and i was like what and then i went to yeah. a cd store and i had to find them and i had to take a few weeks to to get a, a copy of that and then i had to take it in a booth and i had to listen to it you know i'm like i feel really old manish about this i feel like very defiant right now brent you think that's bad. I had to go to a Papa John's because I thought this is where all the Papa stuff is. I was like, I'm here for a Papa Smurf, oh, a Papa yeah. Roach. And uh, yeah, go ahead and throw a pizza on there, I suppose. Man. They didn't have any of that shit, you know? Damn it. They were really out of pizza. Out. It was, yeah, it was like 2 a.m. On a, on a Sunday. It was broke like in. They, they were was... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like casing the joint for a while. I was like, oh, I thought they had the CD I was looking for. You know? Was this on the episode that you did for, uh, for uh, True Criminals? You, you cased a, a pizza joint. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it was like, oh, a pizza's round, a CD's round. Okay. Okay. Right. okay. Papa's in both of these. All right. I feel like I'm on to something. I really you know? did feel for a second you were going to tell me there was an old like crossover promotion where they were selling CDs. Because that does make sense. They would give away Papa Roach CDs at Papa John's. It, it kind of does. Yeah, even though like... the album cover has a picture of a close-up of a roach on it, it's like, it's fucking Papa John's, dude. It's what Papa... do you fucking want? <laughs> John Schneider, not a good dude, so I could see him doing some shit like that, you know? In a free Mountain Dew. Yeah. You're like, okay, all right, that's a deal. That's all a right, fucking I, deal, right, man. Yeah. yeah. Just pour it on the CD. <laughs> there you go. Now your CD plays extreme. <laughs> all right, so we are doing it? Okay. Okay, I'm Steven. And I'm Brent. <laughs> Welcome to Let's Talk About Stuff. Uh, man, we're just getting right into it today, which is a lot of fun. I hope today's episode is a lot better, even though we did get some good feedback. Yeah, I was going to say, like, uh, we, we posted the, the episode on social media last week, and uh, immediately our uh, past and future guest and uh, uh, friend of the podcast, Obima. Oh, uh, right. Like, that was so nice. She commented, uh, because in the, the post I put, look, this is not not a good episode, but we did a thing or whatever, and she uh, put a nice comment on it uh, in uh, in support, and I felt like... Am I in the hospital? Like, why? <laughs> why are you being Again? nice to me? <laughs> what did I fall off this time? Why are people being nice for no reason? It was uh, very kind. Yeah. 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 A few of our, our friends reached out to us and uh, was just like, hey, you know, it was not long enough for us or whatever. And it's like, well, we, we, we felt it. 
But sometimes, <laughs> sometimes when you're in the moment, you don't realize the gold that really is there. You know, mm-hmm. that's a lesson to us, you know, not yeah. be so de- self-deprecating. But uh, also, it's kind of our shtick sometimes. Yeah. But uh, today's episode, regardless, is going to be so much better. So Yeah, by default, it will be better. Already, yeah. That kind of, mm-hmm. Yeah, it kind of makes you feel good. Yeah. Speaking of hills to fall off, we, we mm-hmm. are at the bottom of one. We, get, we only got up to go, Brent. So that's right, yeah. Don't we get to worry about it. Climb that valley. I've got, I'm just covered right. in nerf padding, you know? <laughs> That's right. Check check those outtakes. You got to, you know. You can use them for all kinds of padding. Yeah, very specific part of uh, padding. Oh, exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Definitely check those outtakes. Well, uh, yes, yeah, so we got a good one today, uh, Brent. We had uh, we have to get through a few mini topics, but then we're going to get to our main topic, which is forgetting Sarah Marshall from two thousand eight. Oh and my god! I'm yes, very excited to watch this with you. This one came about because we just finally made a list after all these years of just. <laughs> Single movies that we might want to tackle at any given time because we mm-hmm. always, always can't figure out what we're supposed to do for the next week and then uh, don't know what to decide at the last minute. So we made a yeah. list we can actually choose from. Yeah, and it's nice to be able to announce that on the show so the people who like to watch along with us uh, and prepare for the next episode can do so without, you know, having to check our social media accounts like hours before the new episode drops right. or whatever you know yeah so uh speaking of which do you want to just go ahead and announce the next episode's uh movie yes yeah. uh it took me a second because i was like wait where is it on my list uh-huh <laughs> uh yeah so again from that same list we chose a another movie that is just kind of i don't know we were looking for something summery i don't know this one i scream summer mm-hmm. but it definitely screams uh I don't know, just like good summer vibes, good summer yeah, summer shenanigans. Yes, perfect. Yeah. Uh, and that movie is Hot Rod, which yeah. uh, we discovered is from the year 2007, blew my mind. Yes. Mm-hmm. This one really was lost to me for a long time, and then uh, I've grown to like it. And uh, I think, Brent, you said you'd only watched it once when it came out. Is that right? Yeah, on, uh, on like DVD, when it was released awesome. on DVD. I think we rented it from Blockbuster uh, around that time. I watched it the one time. I think I remember... Uh, think it was okay, uh-huh. but I have almost no memory of it since. But you know, I'm I'm eager to rewatch it. Interesting. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. I remember watching it and not liking it very specifically, and then uh, years later revisiting it and finally being like, oh, this is really fun. So uh, yeah, yeah, that'll be a really good one to do because uh, it's just like a fun movie that I love to put on now. So much like mm-hmm. forgetting Sarah Marshall, which we'll get to. So. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so next week, join us for Hot Rod, and uh, this week, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. But before all that, how about some mini topics? Brent, would you like to start us off today? Hell yeah. Ooh, good. All right, Stephen. So I've got a movie I want to discuss with you. I'm not sure if you've seen this movie. We've never talked about it, mm. but I was listening to uh, uh, Scott Hasn't Seen, the podcast I mentioned a, a few times. Scott Ackerman hasn't seen a bunch of movies, right. and he's going back and di- uh, discovering them for the first time. And... Uh, this past week, they did an episode on uh, The Warriors. <gasps> Have you ever seen this movie? Come out to play. Yeah. You've never seen it? No. <laughs> Brent, did you watch The Warriors? I did, from 1979. I watched The Warriors. I'm familiar I have with no the... opinion. What's up with you? <laughs> I have, uh, I'm familiar with a lot of the lines of dialogue because on some of my old like DJ uh, battle records where they just oh. clip out audio samples from different movies and whatnot, they had so many Warrior samples. Oh, and I was like, wait, I what bet. is 
like I had to piece it together just from like right. context over the years. And so when I was watching this movie, I was like, that's where that sample's from. Oh, oh that's where that one's from, you know? <laughs> that's a um, fun way for you to experience that. Though. It was. I love a, that. So a unique, unique to you. Yeah, yeah. Very unique way to uh, to get into it. I had a general idea of what it was about. Uh, it's just like a bunch of gangs fighting. One right. of the gangs is called the Warriors. Uh, there's yep. somebody in the movie named Cyrus. Mm-hmm. He gets shot. Yeah. He gets capped, right? Uh, but that Gang was kind of war. like about all that I knew of it. Okay. So I watched this movie and I got to say, I really enjoyed it. Uh, uh, I don't, I don't know that I love it yet, sure. but it is something that is on my radar and I want to go back and rewatch, especially now knowing the lay of the land of it. Mm-hmm. But I really thought it was pretty good. I was afraid I was going to be annoyed by all the different costumes or whatever, but that honestly, that oh. added so much charm to it. So much you, charm. They're amazing. There's so many, <laughs> there's so much variety. There's so many to choose from. There's, <laughs> <laughs> there's people like other gang members that are dressed as baseball players, yes. but they have their faces they're painted, like mute, right? Yeah, they're like, and it's just like I don't know if I think it's just because it's like so many people, mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm, I, I feel like the threat is more like uh, per capita than actual like oh these guys are scary looking because sometimes people just like have purple vests on or whatever and that's their right. like gang colors or whatever but uh yeah and then there's one gang that like guys wearing roller skates <laughs> like you just like trip him pretty easily i guess you know um but it's, yeah, it's like, like the 70s were weird right it was weird yeah very tell end of it oh man uh, i love it though but i watched the original version which is streaming on okay. paramount plus i've heard that they've since uh made a director's cut oh i don't has, know like, yeah, I've heard that it's not good. It's not really, it doesn't really add anything to the overall mm. story. It kind of lengthens it out and it gives chapter breaks at the beginning of various scenes that incorporates like comic book style uh, introductions or something like that. Oh, that's weird. And yeah. Yeah, I don't know that I need that for He's this. Like, like, this is always my vision. It's like, no, no. I don't, I don't <laughs> think so. I don't think that's helpful. I watched like Angley's The Hulk and I just was inspired. <laughs> That's another movie I want to go back and rewatch. Oh, you know, after, yeah. you know, twenty years after. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I thought the movie moves at a really good clip. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked a lot of the characters. I was because I didn't know anything about the movie. I didn't recognize anyone in the movie except for James Remar. Yeah, uh, and I, I, I had no idea. I've never seen him be young. Right, the youngest right. I've ever seen him be was uh, as the second terrible Raiden in Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Yeah. And then he was just in stuff from there. He's like Dexter's dad in Sex in the City. But, uh, but yeah, I was surprised to see him. He's like a, a, a tough guy or whatever, and yeah. he's like starts to sexually assault a female cop, and things go wrong for him. But, like... Uh, otherwise, like I didn't recognize anyone. So when people would die in this movie, I was like, "Oh shit!" Like, yeah, right. I had no idea. Oh, I didn't know wild. how many people made it toward the end and, and how it was going to play out. Uh, and honestly, just from hearing some of those voice samples on uh, records from back in the day, I thought the the guy who goes, "They shot Cyrus." I thought it was a little <laughs> kid, and then when I saw it with like a grown ass man's voice, like. Everyone in this movie is supposed to be like 15 years old. Everyone is like 35 minimum, you know? Like in like, the 70s, right? This is wild. Yeah, wild you got to do times. what you got to do. You, you know, you, you can't have 15-year-olds out that late uh, oh for eight hours at a clip or whatever. 
But uh, yeah, man, I really dug it. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Warriors? Oh, that's fantastic, man. I I'm so glad you watched it. It's like I don't I haven't seen it in a long time, but I have such a love for that movie. Uh, okay, wildly. I don't. This is why I can't remember if I had mentioned this that movie at all recently because uh, my mom has has a few movies that she loves. Jesus Christ Superstar is one, and the Warriors <laughs> is another. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> The first it's a movie makes that, sense. Yeah. It's a movie that she showed me of one of her favorite movies from whenever it came out whenever like do you know what year? Do you remember what year? I don't have it up on 79 right now. for the Warriors. 79, okay. Yeah. They graduated in like 76 and then uh they had kids right away. So they had had like my my brother Danny by that point whatever, but my, my parents were young. It was like made for them. It was their era, their people, right? So yeah. uh there was a movie that she showed me like, my dad showed me a lot of stuff more from that era that he grew up with. Like, my dad showed me Rocky Horror that we mentioned last episode that made Brent almost puke. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, he showed me more of those, those those things. But my mom showed me a few, and this is one of them, which is wild. So, uh, But it's awesome, and I've loved it since. Um, and so I associated with her, but it is such a fun, inventive movie. Whenever you were talking about the different styles of all the different gangs it made me think that it was even more low budget than it is because it's i think it had like a decent thing but uh Mm -hmm. like there are scenes where you see all the gangs together but yeah it it makes it seem like if they all have paint like face paint for like the the baseball players and all the different costumes like it's just the same 10 people in different costumes over and over again you know like they just don't show them together but they do and uh and that's really all just inventive to be inventive and uh mm-hmm. yeah i uh and it's just fun as hell that uh, that that thing i did in the beginning the the warriors come out to play uh mm-hmm. is one of my favorite memories from college because some dudes just walked by one day and they were talking about that movie and one of them said like hey warriors and i just responded mm-hmm. out of nowhere come out yeah. to play and we just bonded all of a sudden out of nowhere <laughs> Because we both knew this, and they were, like, flipped out, you know, because someone responded to it. And it was, like, a kinship. It was really cool. So uh, I'm glad that you're now involved in that. I'm glad that you liked it. Maybe you'll grow to love it. Uh, I I don't... I don't watch it a lot. I don't remember all the details. I I, I, I now want to see it again, but uh, I I think I love that movie. It's just one of those, like, great memories for me. So, yeah, rad, dude. Hell yeah. I just added it to our single movie list. So maybe we'll get to it before too long. You want to do it next week? (laughs) <laughs> fuck hot rod <laughs> no we're gonna go hot rod for hot sure rod, for okay sure. okay but maybe later on in the year who knows maybe we got yeah. some we got some plans for august and uh and beyond so yeah right on man yeah what about you what do you what have you uh been fingering into oh my goodness well uh-huh. uh i found a movie on the netflix that surprised me that uh, i decided to check out i didn't realize it'd be out so soon and that is 65 this oh. is the uh the new dinosaur movie with um guy i can't think of his name right now uh adam driver adam driver kylo ren himself yeah so 65 baby driver baby uh hey going back to that uh that first episode of ours you know uh-huh don't go listen to it um <laughs> 65 is a uh reference to 65 million years ago i i think i i don't know how how in the trailers or in the plot synopsis how much they were ever trying to hide or anything uh, of what the story was about, but it, it, we know it has dinosaurs in it, and we know this. It's, it's called sixty five, and there's like an astronaut guy. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's like some there's a catastrophic 
crash of a, a ship on a, on a planet. It turns out it's 65 million years ago on our planet, and there's dinosaurs, and there's the dude there, and uh, the story takes off. It's pretty, uh, to me, it was pretty standard action-y. Uh, mm-hmm. I told you about it, that it was on Netflix, because it surprised me. Did you check it out yet, Brent? Not yet, because I was watching other stuff in preparation okay. for this episode, and then last night, in the middle of watching the next thing I'll talk about, I remembered that 65 was out, that you told me about right. it. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> I got so net. Yeah, I was really gritting my teeth. And I, I, I want to watch it because, one, it has dinosaurs in it. Right. Uh, so that's that's a big thing. And then, two, I've been sitting on the Terror Table episode for 65 oh, for right. a while. Right. Just it's waiting a good episode, for that movie right. to, yeah, to hit a streaming service mm-hmm. I have access to uh, to be able to listen to that. So it's uh, my, my excitement for it is twofold. Uh, but overall, what did you think of the movie? Well, I'm going to threefold it for you because uh, oh I think God. you're going to like it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I think it's way better than, uh, in my mind, of the two uh, Jurassic World sequels. Like, I would mm-hmm. much rather watch this one. And uh, it's it's quick. What I was surprised, too, whenever I found it on Netflix, I didn't realize it's like just over an hour and a half, which is amazing. Yeah. Especially for a movie of this caliber and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't seem like it made that much money, but it's like this weird thing where it went to streaming so fast. I don't really know how to judge things anymore. So, uh, mm-hmm. And I guess we should really not judge it by those you know box office numbers anyway. But uh, what it did surprise me is it has a 35% Rotten Tomatoes. So I had heard that it doesn't have great reviews uh but mm. it's uh scott beck and brian woods uh they wrote and directed it and um they are the dir- writers of the, a quiet place and um they also wrote and directed haunt which is a, a favorite of mine like a, a scary movie from a few years ago so i hold them in high regard i like adam driver a lot it's got mm-hmm. dinosaurs what's not to like yeah you know? exactly uh, mm-hmm. it's not like the best movie but it's it's a great popcorn movie i had mm-hmm. a ton of fun with it and uh yeah so it was i I think that's that's good enough and uh, i think you in particular dinosaur man Mm -hmm. will uh will be a big fan will be a big dinosaur fan oh my god dino fan (laughs) it's like swim fan the sequel (laughs) (laughs) or maybe a prequel you know prehistoric prequel it's just Um, you stalking the guy who's at the suit for the dinosaur's dad in the old tv show (laughs) (laughs) um did I ever tell you that, like, if I could rename myself anything legally, it would be Dinosaur Man? Oh, my goodness. This? I don't know if you told me that. Oh, my God, Steven. I feel like... Have you thought uh, about this enough? Yeah. Think? Yeah, especially because okay. when uh, I my wife and I, when we were uh, we were getting married, mm. uh, like, a, a week or two from then, uh, we went up to the courthouse to sign some, uh, like, a marriage certificate or whatever. Right. Or, like, fill out the paperwork to be able to get that. And uh, we got into a massive fucking fight on the way there. I feel like I remember this. Even got it recently, but I don't remember the dinosaur man. Yeah. yeah. So as we're like standing there, and, and the lady's like taking us through the paperwork, she has me do my bit first and uh, sign my name. How you know I with my signature? I don't, I don't know what I was trying to say. But uh, <laughs> then, as my uh, now wife was filling out the paperwork, uh, she said, "And then you want to just go ahead and fill in this part. Uh, you want to list your name, uh, how you." what did she say uh you just want to list what you want to be called from now on Mm. and i was like wait did i just miss an opportunity to call myself dinosaur man right oh yeah that's what yeah you're like did they give you the options of like first middle or whatever (sighs) steven they didn't give me any options okay this is the the problem with being a man nowadays you know (sighs) like 
We're oppressed. So easy. We're oppressed. Oh my god. (laughs) Jesus. I didn't even get the option, dude. It's fucked up. Honestly, it's fucked up. Um, If if you had the option, Mm -hmm. hyphen would it be dinosaur man? You know, middle name man. I think it would be like constantly, or just like all together, gotcha. you know, because okay. people would constantly fuck it up. I, right. I have enough problems with that now with Brent. People call me Brett, Brandon, Brian, like all of uh-huh. that stuff, you know? And it's like, I, I got to make this easy for the stupids, you know? And I'm yeah. one of them. I get it. I get it. So dinosaur man, all one word. Uh, I, That's great, man. And mm-hmm. uh, I support your change if you want to go back and do that, by the okay. way. Um, yeah. I don't know when your anniversary is coming up, but I think that's a really good gift to your wife. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, it's like, congratulations. <laughs> I just got worse. Oh, you just passed an anniversary, right? Yes. You gotta wait yeah, for the did. next one. Mm-hmm. All right. That's a good, like, I don't know. Uh, it's, it's what all the wives want, I think. I think so, yeah. After all that time, too, which is great. So, yeah, I watched that Mel Gibson movie, What Women Want, and I was like, I get it. I get like, it. I, I understand what this is. <laughs> Mel Gibson's got his finger he on gets the pulse. It. <laughs> yeah. Man, I saw uh, some movie or some like movie review thing, whatever, on YouTube the other day, and they talked about uh, uh, Schindler's List and Liam mm-hmm. Neeson getting the part, and that Mel Gibson was up for the role. And I was like, wait, Mel Gibson mm-hmm. was up for the Saving the Jews role? Could wow. you imagine if years later, after that role, yeah. years later, like, like what a weird fucking thing, right? Good thing he wasn't mm-hmm. chosen, basically, is what I'm saying. But Like the, the headlines would read, <laughs> Schindler's pissed. Yeah. <laughs> Parentheses at the Jews. Man, it writes itself. You really, it writes itself, you yeah. It. Wow. yeah. Uh, but yeah, so uh, anyway, that's a thing. Uh, but 65, <laughs> you should 65. check out. Um, yeah. it's, uh, I think you'll like it. It's, uh, it's cool. And uh, yeah, it's an hour and 33 minutes. That's perfect. So that's great on Netflix. Like, like those last three minutes are definitely credits anyway, right? So yeah, so yeah. you're good to go, man. It was over a, a breeze. And it was if just like, movie, man, cool. if this movie really caught on, would the sequel just be 66? You know, like they go in sequence, oh, like Ocean's man. 11, 12, 13. Yeah, um, I'm gonna say yes to that. Also okay. because uh, I just like that year, 1966. So maybe it jumps forward mm-hmm. to 1966 instead. <laughs> yeah. He travels there. There are still dinosaurs for some reason. <laughs> I uh, I unfortunately already closed this app. Uh, I wanted to see if I could get her name real quick because also I, I wanted to mention that there's only like two people in the movie or a few mm-hmm. people in the movie. Adam Driver and then uh, Ariana Greenblatt is uh, Koa in the movie. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't want to reveal like much more. I don't know what's known about her or whatever, but she looks so familiar to me. And she is also a little girl in... Um, the uh the big uh bug movie uh love and monsters oh okay love and monsters she's walking around with uh uh with that dude man i'm, I'm i can't michael remember his name with michael rooker exactly there we go she's okay. in that movie and she's so great in that if you remember she's so spunky mm-hmm. and fun she like makes fun of the main uh character and everything and she like she's just so great she's mm-hmm. also in 65 and she's also amazing so uh, yeah. I just think she's like a great young actress to look out for. And uh, so, yeah, I wanted to mention her as well because she was great. That's awesome. I, I forgot about her role in that, but I have been thinking about rewatching that movie recently. Love and Monsters. Yeah, I, me too. It's so fun. I want to see it mm-hmm. all the time. It's so good. Well, throw it on. Put it on your second uh, screen. OK, man, I'm, okay, I'm going to do it right now. <laughs> You're great. I should. I want, like what? YOLO. 
You right. Know? <laughs> so <laughs> I get what the kids are saying. I get it. Yeah, I get it. Do, do you think people who believe in reincarnation uh, hate the term YOLO? Like, it's not accurate. Honestly, no, it's not don't. accurate. YOLO. Yeah. No, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> I say NOLO to YOLO. I wonder, um, yeah. yeah, I wonder if, I, I, I don't know, does, in, in that in that belief, do you, does everybody come back it, whether they want to or not, or do you get to choose that or are you rejecting it by saying yolo and then you're like well you're not coming back then but i'm gonna get more chances around this this roller coaster you know yeah i don't know that that belief system i guess you can really believe anything you want so i'm not saying i'm I'm just saying i don't know what i believe there but i like roller coasters yeah i mean yolo steven (laughs) up on that thing uh, I want to talk about a, a movie that I watched last night instead of 65. Uh, oh. And it was a little bit of crossover with uh, Jonah Hill. Okay. Is a thing. Um, Stephen, there's a, a movie coming out uh, at the beginning of August. We're just mere weeks away at this point from the animated Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. That's right. Are you excited? Was it Rise of the Mutants or whatever? Uh, Rise in your pants? Rise in my pants, dude. Is so it? From 6 to midnight All is what right. this Yay, is. Yay! My uh, favorite line. Steven, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm so excited for the Turks to be back, and it uh. seems like the trailers have been well-received. Um, it, it seems like early response from right. uh, early screenings have been uh, well-regarded as well. So, uh, you know, Trent Reznor, Atticus uh, Ross, part of this equation, it? you know? Oh, my God. I heard it the there, other day. It was like a there's clip. Gonna be, there's going to be teenagers that watch this movie and they like see who did the score it's like okay makes sense that they also did the score for uh, soul that disney pixar movie mm-hmm. oh my god this guy has some like vulgar music he was in a band called nine inch something <laughs> this is crazy people need to know about this i'm the first person to ever discover this that does sound um, pretty badass i wonder about going yeah. back and scoring a scene from the original ninja turtles movie from 1990 with the yeah. uh, atticus ross and uh uh trent Reznor score you know Mm-hmm. Like, I wonder what that would sound like. Maybe a little oh, darker. Like if, if you just, like, took the the new Turtles trailer yeah. and put Closer by Nine Inch Nails underneath oh, it. Oh, there you go. Even better. Mm-hmm. Get these Turtles back to their R-rating beginnings, you know? <laughs> That's right. <Yeah. laughs> um, so I, I'm excited for that. And I was like, well, you know, Seth Rogen is producing that movie. It's a Point Grey film. Years ago, in 2016, he also produced an animated movie through... Right. Point Grey, and it was right. R-rated movie about food. It was just called Sausage Party. Uh, and Steve and I rewatched this movie last night. Wow. That's what you did with your time? Uh, yeah, that's what I did with my time. So you liked it. I can tell by that sigh. That's a Brent sigh of, of approval right there. Steven, I didn't like this movie when it first came out. Right. I still don't like this movie. Uh, it's a shame. It was, it was a rare whiff for I Mr. Know. Rogan, you know? I know. It's it sounds just, good on paper to me. I thought the first trailer for Sausage Party, Sausage Party, uh, was pretty good. But then I watched the movie. I didn't watch it in theaters. I watched it on. Uh, I think we rented it from somewhere. Yeah. It's uh, like the idea of food being alive and seeing the horrors that that people do to them, essentially torturing them when we we eat the food, right? That kind of makes sense. You make it R rated and make it jokey, and then you know there's some sexual things in there. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't hold up well at all. <laughs> like some of the the voice cast, like um, uh, Craig Robinson is 
Uh-huh. Uh, one of the voices, you know, is Andy plays Grits, and he hates crackers, right? And he's a black guy, so, you know, right. that, that kind of tracks. But then, like, some of the other voice casting, I'm like, this is, like, problematic even for then, you know? Mm, okay. Like, uh, Bill Hader, whom I love. Oklahoma's own Bill Hader. Uh, yeah, indeed, in this movie as well. He voices an Indian chief named Firewater. I don't know if you've seen Bill Hader recently, <laughs> but... Uh, if he's Native American, it's got to be buried deep, deep, deep in the jeans, you know? Yeah, maybe. It's like the cuff of some jinkos. It's so deep. You know oh, what I'm my saying, goodness. Uh, but yeah, movie's not good. I don't like most of the character designs. Like, mm-hmm. some of them are kind of just okay. But the animation doesn't look great overall. I looked up the, the figures, and it was uh, made for $19 million. And I'm like, wow. for an animated feature? $19 million? Okay. Yeah. And then... It made like a hundred plus million dollars at the box office, so it it did well given the mm-hmm. budget. But I don't I don't know that many of the reviews were like good for it. You know, yeah. I think it's just like, oh, here's a, another Seth Rogen movie. You know, it's he he's he's pretty good at the box office, right? Uh, Judd Apatow produced it as right. well, so you know, it's got some clout behind it, but it, it's just not good. So it was like shocking to me when recently I heard that there's going to be yes. <laughs> <laughs> on Prime Video, there's going to be a spinoff series from Sausage Party Never called Utopia, which is okay. like a sequel to this movie. Oh, boy. Like, I forgot about the ending of this movie. Have you seen Sausage Party? I have one time because it was so bad that I remember mm-hmm. it. I never cared. I don't I don't really remember how it leads into anything. Uh, I heard that news recently, though, as well, and I was floored. I could not re- believe it. I was like, but you, you got... You've seen the movie, though, right? Producers of the movie? <laughs> and like, you know it's... the response. Yeah. Like, people v- vocally don't seem to like that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe they're trying to correct some of the mistakes, you know? Maybe yeah. this is like Sausage Party is the episode one, uh, and mm-hmm. they're going to take us to A New Hope and Beyond. But uh, I don't know, man. That, that's a big hill to climb. Uh, I did see something in the news where Seth Rogen had mentioned that one of the scenes is like so shocking that whenever they brought Kristen Wiig, who voices the the bun, mm-hmm. uh, his uh, his like girlfriend in the movie, when they brought her in to record a line, they played the animation for her to do the lip sync to, and she was like shocked. So there's something in there that's pretty crazy. Mm. And you know, the end of the movie, you know, spoilers for Sausage Party. If you've seen it. You know, but like if you haven't seen Sausage Party, I don't know, probably don't. I don't know. That's uh, <laughs> up to you. But it ends in like a food orgy in a grocery store. Oh, okay, yeah. It's right. like fairly like graphic or whatever. But uh and it's like I get the joke, but it's just like, I don't know. Didn't really hit very well with yeah. me. But like it, it it's it's fairly vulgar at that scene, so if she's shocked recording her lines for the new move or the the series that's coming out, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like Part of me is like a little bit curious for that. So, I mean, they, maybe they correct. You know, sometimes that happens. Sometimes yeah. the first thing that they output uh, doesn't quite land, but then they're like, mm-hmm. they get enough interest, or a studio's willing to try it again, and maybe they, maybe it's better as a series. Maybe they, I don't know, fix some mistakes. I'm, I'm willing mm-hmm. to give that a shot. I, I like them and the concept enough, but uh, I was definitely shocked to hear about it because it just seemed like the movie really kind of ruined it. Like it just was like, yeah, I'm not into that concept, I mm-hmm. guess. Like, yeah, uh, overall and uh, never expected it. So, uh, yeah, there's so many things to watch. Maybe I'll check it out. But uh, yeah, interesting. What what made you watch that? 
in any uh, way? Because Jonah Hill was in it, and oh, okay, like, I, was, right. I was hyped for the new Turtles movie, and it was kind of like at the forefront of my mind. Right, and I right. saw it was like streaming somewhere, so I was like, ah, I might as well just give this uh, another go, just, you know, with my refreshed uh, brain. Let's yeah. see what I think of this, you know? <laughs> yeah. Is still not good. I will say that the movie ends on a very like meta note, hmm. so I'm wondering if that's where they take it for the series. Zuckerberg's in it. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Great. Welcome to the metaverse. It <laughs> yeah. all started with Sausage Party, and that says a lot. It really does. Um, but yeah, so I, uh, you know, I I rewatched this movie, Stephen. You did it. Don't recommend. I, and that's rare for me. From I the, know. From the person who was hyped about Velocipaster. Okay. Well, that's all right. It seems like a great movie from what I hear from my friend, you. That's right. Yeah. But I don't know. Amazing. So that's great. Well, lower, uh, lower the energy on that before we no, move on. Uh, I have I have one to bring up the energy, one that I, I was surprised that I liked. It'll go Let's the other, opposite way. Um, okay. So this is a movie that I avoided for a long time because uh, I didn't think it would be that good. Uh-huh. And uh, when I watched it, I was actually pleasantly surprised. And uh, that movie was Goosebumps, which was released oh. a, f- a few years ago. Uh, it's Jack Black. And uh, it also has other people that I like in it, which surprised me. That's one of the things I just never gave it a shot because I used to love Goosebumps, the books. Uh, I rewatched it because I've been working on a, a little short film that's Goosebumps inspired with my nephew, Christian. And he also grew up loving Goosebumps and mm-hmm. he loves this movie and he always recommended it. But I was like, I don't know that I rec- you know, really going to take a movie advice from my you know my my nephew uh (laughs) like if he loves a movie like you know doesn't necessarily mean i'm gonna love a movie uh growing up he watched a lot of different stuff that i didn't care for but uh this one i was pleasantly surprised so and you told that to him oh in his face i yell at him you were screaming i was furious Mm -hmm. um um no but uh it's got um jack black in it and it also has uh dylan minette who yeah. I love. He you know, went on to be in Five Cream, and mm-hmm. uh, he's in a band that escapes me right now, but I, I like him a lot. And uh, so I was surprised that he was in it, and he's pretty great in it. Um, it has... Uh, he, was, mm-hmm. he was one of the lead actors in that uh, that Netflix teen suicide show, Yeah, right? I can't remember what it's called right now. I was going to say that, too. Uh, mm-hmm. Everything's... I don't know why I'm just not clicking on his face right now. I have the Google right in front of me right now. <laughs> 13 Reasons Why... He was okay, in Don't yeah. Breathe. Oh. He was what? one of the kids really? in Don't Breathe. Yeah. He's in Prisoners. Uh, he's in a bunch of stuff. Wow. Yeah. When you think about it. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, but I always love him. I didn't know he was in this at all. And uh, mm-hmm. and he was really great. Uh, the the main, um, like his like kind of love interest in it. And it is uh, Jack Black plays R.L. Stein in the movie. Mm-hmm. And it, the idea is that his like his book of his his manuscripts are keeping the creatures locked up but they get they escape and all hell breaks loose in the town whatever and so it's kind of like a meta kind of play on rl stein's actual books and it has all these characters and stuff in it have you ever mm-hmm. seen this movie I don't oh know why steven I'm just railing I've over s- this yes please yeah this movie came out in 2015 i've seen both this movie and the 2018 sequel i've never seen the sequel i needed okay. advice about watching it so this is perfect I'm not like intimately familiar with gotcha. either of them. Uh, I just remember liking the first movie more than I thought. I kind of like you, right? I don't really right. have any, any strong ties to Goosebumps as a franchise. Number one, they're books. Oh, wow. <laughs> can't have that. This was like Let's around pause time, but yeah. you, you didn't have this. And Did you have friends that read Goosebumps around you in school? 
Uh, it's kind of like when uh, someone's an alcoholic and then like people are drinking around them. It's just like you don't you don't do it. People would not read around me. They just they just know. You know, no, I put they off, can sense it from you. I put off that vibe. I yeah, would say, gotcha. yeah, I think it's fair to say. Uh, but no, like I, I think Goosebumps came out kind of like when I, me and my friends were aging up past that. Right. You know? Not saying that I was just ever right mature. there. Never have been, never will be. Sure. But it's like, you know, it just, just wasn't for me. Kind of similar with Harry Potter. It just hit at the wrong time. You know, I was right. busy watching uh, Pokemon. So. <laughs> <laughs> that really got me. I mean, it's true. Uh, it's true. I heard about Harry Potter and Pikachu in the same month, I uh-huh. think. And. Line was drawn on the sand. I chose my side, Stephen. I will will never go back. I think that's you know? an okay side. I think yeah. I think Pokemon is more accepting of humanity than uh, mm-hmm. J.K. Rowling. So yeah, there you go. You know, got to catch what, them all. Exactly, Stephen. Exactly. That's why whenever you we're well. like you're you're in town and we go for a walk and we see a stray animal, I throw <laughs> I throw a spear at it. It's like I got to capture this. Stephen. I never knew where you pulled those out from, though. Well, you know. Okay. You can keister anything with nipples, Steve. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Nurples. <laughs> That's right. Check those outtakes. Um, anyway. Wow, what goosebumps. are we talking about? Who even knows anymore? <laughs> goosebumps. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I grew up reading the books. Uh, same time around Pogs and stuff like that. Uh, my friends would, like, trade these books around. We'd bring them to school and, uh, you know, whatever. I, I, I loved them, and, and I have a, such an affinity for some of them. And then Christian, my nephew, got into them really separately from me, I think. Um, but they they lasted with him as well. Um, yeah. the, the movie, to me, surprised me because... I knew it was like a kid's movie, but um, lately I've been into like missing some of that type of fare like I grew up with. Like like this had feelings when I watched it of Monster Squad. I was surprised that it actually went mm. as hardcore as it did. Like there's explosions and like there's not really like on screen deaths, but there's like mm-hmm. scary stuff that happens to people that you might find out later they're okay. But uh, there are some like uh, I don't know, there's a lot of like it is like a, a preteen or t- you know early teen movie, mm-hmm. uh, as, as opposed to like a really little kid movie, which I was glad to, to see. Um, and it, it kind of I don't even know it was rated. It was uh, PG, but it was like mm-hmm. it pushed that for me, which was nice, and I think it's good for kids. So yeah, um, uh, yeah, I just really liked it. Um, I was really surprised. The sequel. Oh, and this one also has uh, the other cast member I wanted to mention was uh, Ryan Lee plays Champ. He's like the the best friend, and um, he was in Super Eight, and he's one of the one of the awesome mm. kids in that movie. So he's the one that lights. Uh, he's the pyro that lights fireworks and everything. So yeah. uh, it was fun to see him again. Again, I, just, uh, I missed out on this movie. Didn't know he was in that. Uh, the next one has one of the kids from It in it. But uh, it didn't. The trailers didn't look as good as Goosebumps for Goosebumps two. So, did you like that one uh, very much? Um, I, I can't quite remember. Um, mm. I, I I don't know. I just remember uh, liking it. I don't have any immediate negative thoughts about it. So, I think I probably thought it was no, okay. Smash but... it, smash it. <laughs> All right, let me tell you about this fucking movie. Right. <laughs> let me tell you about this movie for kids. Me watching it as a weird adult. Okay. We really take this down. Adult slams goosebumps too. <laughs> um, no, I, I, I know I've seen it. I just haven't caught it as many times on TV as right. I have the first Goosebumps. Sometimes in October, uh, like Freeform or whatever, we'll just have a bunch of like family friendly esque yeah. uh, horror movies that they'll they'll 
play, and uh, I know the first Goosebumps is one of them. And if uh, where we're scrolling through channels and we land on a scene, we'll probably like watch that and potentially finish out the movie or whatever. But there you go, yeah, yeah. I like. Uh, I remember watching some episodes of the Goosebumps TV show back in the day, mm-hmm. and I felt like this movie was a uh, like a plussed up version of that. You know, better special effects, right. but it still has some of the. Um, the the creatures that you know from the 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 show and the the book covers I don't yeah. know if they're in the books I will never know it's my job <laughs> on this earth to never know that um, but like you know the dummies in it voiced by Jack Black as well right I love the dummy and, yeah uh, uh, I, I felt like the movie had some heart to it as well I remember uh, getting to one of those those Slappy. later scenes I was like oh okay this is mm-hmm. it's kind of a, a sweet story overall you know yeah I like what they did with it it was surprisingly sweet and it was mm-hmm. uh, it just had that good feeling like it was way way better than i expected like yeah. i had a lot more heart than i expected and i just never gave it a chance so i also mm-hmm. am glad to add this to my rotation in october uh it makes me think of, there's a few movies i've missed out on that i'm curious monster house is another one Oh my god, Steven, what? Yeah. Have you never seen it? I've never seen it. Steven, I fucking love Monster House. Go. I keep meaning to pitch it to you for oh. an October. Well, I don't know. We Fresh. have some October things planned, but uh, mm. that'd be a fun one, man. Uh, mm. It's it's in 3D as well, so I've waited partially to be able to watch it that way personally. I, I like that. Uh, but mm-hmm. I, yeah, never got to see it. I've watched clips. I've almost watched it before, just never finished mm-hmm. it. So uh, I would love to. Uh, my dad loves it. Again, My I think my nephew Christian loves it. That was one of them. They were like, yeah, Monster House and Goosebumps. And now I'm like oh my God. on the Goosebumps train. So yeah, maybe mm-hmm. Monster House is my next conversion, you know? I feel like Monster House is uh, kind of in line with this Goosebumps movie in that it's like slightly scarier than maybe what a kid thinks they're ready for, yeah. but they can handle it. You know, Ooh, it's I love like that way you said really that. rides that line. Yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's like perfect for me. Yeah, I mean, I like the really scary stuff, but I also like stuff that I could watch with my you know younger nieces and nephews, and uh, you know, not not really scar them for life. You know, yeah. like <laughs> yeah. this here. Let's watch Terrifier. No, no, <laughs> art is totally fine. This is for fun. It's funny. Yeah. You get it? That's why it's uh-huh. bloody, because it's funny. <laughs> it's funny. Oh, my God. He doesn't talk. He's got a horn. <laughs> and a gun. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he doesn't fuck around. Okay, he's an American clown. Okay, we all know this. All right. You had mentioned that with Terrifier, that, like, sometimes he just pulls out a gun. It is so <laughs> fucking funny. You're totally right, man. When it happens, you're just like, wow, that's efficient. Yeah. That is efficient. No, no worries about that. Yeah. So, you have have access to everything in your magic bag of tricks but now you're just like i don't know a glock i guess yeah i guess so let's just do this it really comes in handy and it's pretty gross still in those movies yeah. yeah they're pretty gross but uh goosebumps is 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 good goodly gross it is not yeah. uh not over the top i think most kids can handle it uh i i had a lot of fun i might check out goosebumps too but uh, this one, I think, was a little more, you know, top tier. That that surprised mm-hmm. me. I think the next one would be what I would be expecting, like more of like a TV mm-hmm. movie sort of version. But uh, this one I thought was pretty cool. So that's awesome. Now I kind of want to rewatch both of these movies. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be that's fantastic. Fun. Yeah. Well, uh, did you want to keep going or do you want to get into our main topic? You know, I've got one other thing I want oh, to mention, please. but we'll save that for after the main topic discussion. Oh, okay. Surprise one mm. at the end? It's going to be like that, Steven. It's going to come around at the back end? She'll be coming around that mountain when she wants to because she is an independent woman. You can't tell her what to do. She's going to take her time and do what she wants to do. It's 2023. Get off of her fucking nuts. <laughs> right? A country song. <laughs> yeah. These verses are long now. <laughs> 
I like I agree with the message, but like, goddamn. But it's pretty fucking long. Now I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, that was really funny. <laughs> well, so main topic then? Main topic. Is then. that what we decided? Okay, let's good. go for it. Well, um, so yeah, today we are here to talk about. Uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, 2008's movie. Uh, this is directed by Nicholas Stoller. Um, and I'm trying to pull it up real quick. Uh, it's mm-hmm. written by Jason Siegel, who stars in the movie, of course, and uh, produced by Judd Apatow. And uh, yes. this is definitely in the heyday of the Apatow renaissance, whatever, where he had mm-hmm. all these movies come out and supported all these actors and people we know, like Seth Rogen and Jonah Hill yeah. and uh, Jason Siegel. So, uh, yeah, just- here we go. He had a magic touch, you know. Uh, didn't he produce? Oh God, what is the name of that TV show that a lot of these actors Freaks come and from? Geeks? Yes, I've never seen it. I need oh, to rectify that. I'm almost finished with it. I have one more episode. I didn't have time before this. Uh, I've been watching it. It's on Amazon Prime right now. Yeah, and uh, it's only like 18 episodes. So wow, uh, that's all they got to make. But uh, man, it's you know it's really good. Uh, as you start it, you can t- kind of tell like, oh, this is a good show, and it's well written. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like Paul Feig was involved with the writing and creation of that show and went on to direct Ghostbusters and Bridesmaids and um, and then Judd Apatow and like all these people, Seth Rogen, James Franco, uh, but at the mm-hmm. time, big James Franco, uh, yeah. Linda Cardellini, uh, Busy Phillips, um, yeah, all these people, uh, yeah, we're in it. So, so great, such mm-hmm. a great show. But as it goes on, as it gets to these later episodes, it becomes one of my favorite shows and it, oh, you can really tell like oh my god they could have gone somewhere and they obviously <laughs> all of them did and mm-hmm. uh, and it's so cool because Jason Siegel is exactly as sweet in, in this movie as he is in that show that is the character he plays the sweet mm-hmm. lovable drummer character who has like a 30 piece drum set and oh, great. it takes place in like 1980 I think uh, he's just like this drum nut he loves smoking weed and hanging out with his friends and wants to be you know uh, a rock drummer uh and he's just a sweetheart so uh it's lovely to see him in that role and then grow up to become this only yeah. a few short years later this is within 10 years of that show which came out in like 99 i think mm-hmm. um yeah that he you know was this big movie star like all of them so yeah super what, rad what a miracle of casting that show has to be right oh because God. like every one of those people uh, like if you pull up a poster and just look at all the faces you recognize wild. Uh, most, if not all of them. Some of them went on to like uh, more in-depth like writing and and uh, directing careers. Right. Like uh, is it John Francis Daly? Right. Is one of them. Game night uh, director and writer, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like even still, it, it just seems like such a, uh, a, a great group of people. And James Franco was there as well. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) yeah, there was a story. I was I was trying to read up on him after that because he's good in that show. And you can see as well why Mm -hmm. he made it after that. Uh, And I was reading about some of the allegations against him. And then specifically in Busy Phillips's uh, autobiography, she talked about on the set of that show about being like pushed and yelled at by him for something oh, wow. yeah and being scared of him so there you go even on that show i believe busy because busy's awesome so um yeah. but uh yeah uh they they all had a good chemistry on the show mm-hmm. and it's crazy to see that caliber of people all all the one thing that only lasted like one season yeah that is weird like when you think about that when you you hear about something that happens on a, a show where it seems like everyone has great chemistry or whatever and later down the road you hear about like how abusive one person was it'd be like if uh you and i record every episode of this show and then 
years later people find out like i was screaming at you off air like constantly <laughs> exactly berating you <laughs> if someone heard that like a secret recording of that mm-hmm. finally happened mm-hmm. if like if you would allow that to actually happen yeah well, That'd let's be flip it because I feel like people would believe that. But if it was the other way, and you were just screaming at me the whole time. <laughs> oh, that like actually, sweet and mild manner. Yeah, I would definitely do that though. <laughs> yeah, you better watch your mouth. Uh-huh. You know what you did. Uh, yeah, I have a feeling you're going to yell at me about not watching Sausage Party early <laughs> enough in the show's run. Why is there already not a sequel? Uh-huh. Why is How come we weren't first... talking about that uh, in year one of El Task? <laughs> come on, man. Get with I want it. that explanation. Um, so I uh, with with forgetting Sarah Marshall, uh, mm-hmm. I was trying to think of my history with this, and I, mm-hmm. I remember parts of it, but I was definitely curious of yours because this movie to me has has been one that I've revisited a lot over the years, and I, it's one of been one of my favorites. So I've seen it tons and tons of times, but I couldn't remember if uh, if you had said that you you know watched this, you know, have you seen it a couple times? Have you only seen it back mm-hmm. when it came out? All that kind of stuff. So uh, what was your history with this? Well. Before we get into that, Stephen, I do want to say, like, this is another beach movie. Uh, this was like mm. an alternate pick for June Need a Vacation Month, but we thought that ending with Midsummer was the most hilarious way to end Vacation Month. Wasn't it? That said, <laughs> that said, uh, this is uh, a, uh, a beach, like, vacation type movie. Yeah, it is. So, yeah. um, we could we, we can resist. We can reuse the, the album artwork or the, uh, the podcast artwork oh, okay. for. For this episode Sounds as well. Right. And uh, we refer to this as Julying on the Beach Somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Worth it. Worth okay, it. cool. I thought so. I had fun with it. Oh, man. Much like the beach volleyball scene in Top Gun, uh, mm-hmm. you set yourself up and you spiked it, sir. That, thank you. Thank you. Most excellent. I'm the one guy wearing a shirt on that, <laughs> <laughs> on that volleyball tournament. Um, so, yeah, I've, I've seen this movie several times. It came out in 2008. This was the same year that you and I met. But oh, I think wow. this movie came out before. This uh, was April. Okay, yeah. Because we went to go see uh, me, you, and your wife, Amanda. Right. We went to go see Iron Man together. I love and that would have been like that way. May, you know? So, wow. Uh, mm-hmm. So it was right around this time, though. This could have right been our first day. movie. Could have been. This could have been our meet cute. Oh my god! Can you imagine? Wow. We both we both go to Hawaii, watch this movie in the same theater <laughs> after the fact. You know, I go to a bar, see your tits posted up on a fucking bulletin board. You get it down, and I throw doo doo paper at you. Yeah. Oh, oh my god! Lovely. Uh, but no, like uh, this. Uh, this is the movie that my wife and I went to go see in theaters. Uh, we're both big Kristen Bell fans, so totally. she was the, the through line for us. And uh, yeah, we just wanted to support that. And we went. We had a fucking blast. Like I remember seeing trailers for this. Uh, I don't remember the exact content of the trailers, but I knew they looked fucking hilarious. Yeah, and I'm sure it said from the people who brought you Knocked Up and Forty Year Old Virgin and stuff. Uh, so it was like, you know, we'll, we'll definitely go see this in theaters and we yep. went to go see it, had a fucking great time. Ugh. This is a perennial, uh, movie in this household. Oh, this excellent. And like game night, you know? Yeah. Anytime we come across this movie, it's just, we're going to pick it up from there and finish it out. It's, Ooh, I love it's so fucking it. good. Every time I watch this movie, I find something new to love about it. There are jokes that I've heard a thousand times before, I'm sure, but finally clicked with me when, like when we're preparing for these episodes, I have my notes app 
ready to go to take notes. Mm-hmm. And there's so many things where I was like, oh, that was funny. Let me write this down. Right. And I got to a point where I was just like, I can't keep doing this. I'm going to miss too out on many. The, There's too many, too much stuff to write down, you know? So uh, there's a little bit of that here and there. Right. But um, yeah, overall, I, I fucking love this movie. Uh, I'm glad uh, you do too, mm-hmm. uh, from what I, I gather. Oh, from totally, your yeah. And uh, yeah, like I'm, I'm finally glad we're talking about it on the show. Yeah, absolutely, man, because that exact reason. Uh, I feel like this is a movie we've probably watched together. I I feel like we're bound to just because we both like it so much, and I watch it also all the time. It mm-hmm. is just one of those movies that makes you feel good. Uh, I On some of my notes, I put, I love this movie. Like, if you're depressed, it's a good movie to mm-hmm. wallow in it, but also come out of that. If, if you just want to be happy, it's a good movie. Yeah. It's a good movie if you have, like, a breakup, which I've not really been through uh, at any, any you know, time since I was a teenager. But still, like, you know those feelings, I guess. And uh, you, it's good for that. It's good for, like, finding new love. It's... It's good for so many things, and mm-hmm. I just adore it so much. I feel like I I knew Jason Siegel. I didn't even know Freaks and Geeks before this. I watched that years mm-hmm. later. I fell in love with it in the last, like, ten years probably. Uh, but I knew him, like, amongst those other movies, like you mentioned, like Knocked Up. He's in the background, yeah. and uh, he's in just other things that I was noticing. And he did seem like a big sweetheart, and then this came out, and it was written by him. And you could just tell it had his sweetness to it and out of that whole group he's the one that i really was like he's one of my very very favorites i was i just loved everything he did from the start and then Mm -hmm. uh i mentioned sometimes we watched how i met your mother i'm not super into that show but i love his performance in it i love just being Mm -hmm. able to see him in anything so uh this movie is is his opus to me yeah there was a time where uh i had heard of how i met your mother i'd never seen it before so when I watched this movie, like in theaters, I was like, oh, this guy's pretty funny. I Maybe I should give How I Met Your Mother a, a try. And then my wife and I, we tried to watch an episode. And we're like, yeah, this, no, <laughs> this isn't working for us. So, it's a really uh, specific thing. And it yeah. worked in its era for a bit for me. But uh, I, mm-hmm. I cannot revisit it. I've tried. And it is, it is really cringy to me. Is it? But, yeah. uh, when your wife, she told, us, uh, told me recently that she doesn't like mm-hmm. Neil Patrick Harris. So she definitely wouldn't like... Like Barney, his character's a, a centerpiece of that show in some ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, they all are, but uh, mostly just to see Allison Hannigan and Jason Segel, and it's how I, yeah. I knew, um, I can't remember her name right now, but Maria Hill from mm-hmm. Avengers, uh, Kobe Smolders, it's how I first saw her, and then was then was like, oh, she's a great movie star, that's great, you know? So it had its mm-hmm. moments, but uh, yeah, it's also not worth it to revisit it. Yeah. So I'm glad I had those with my sequel. And uh-huh. uh, I will be his eagle anytime. Now, I'm <laughs> the seagull eagle. Uh, I, I do want to say I do not share my wife's opinion. Uh, I think it's important that I get that. There noted. you go. Uh, I, I think Neil Patrick Harris is great. Uh, when Me I too. rewatched Gone Girl semi recently, I forgot he was in it until he showed up, and I was like, "Oh shit, yeah, here we go." And my wife was like, "Oh, here we go." You know, so we we had two totally different she- <laughs> reads on his. Uh, his appearance in that movie she'd be happy uh, about him being in that movie no spoilers but yeah she's probably Mm -hmm. happy uh overall but uh yeah that's sad Mm -hmm. because i I, when he comes up i'm like oh i'm so overjoyed he's great yeah me too me too um i've I've tried to wrestle the information out of her brain why she doesn't like him and she's like i just don't and i was like some people i guess we all have those those celebrities we don't like you know right so that's one of those things like uh um, Harrison Ford. Nobody likes him. 
Or, oh my God. Uh, uh, according to those Indiana Jones reviews, uh, <laughs> you may be correct. <laughs> Maybe correct now. Yeah. <laughs> Brett Hibbard. Everybody can agree yeah. that that oh celebrity fucking get out of here, you know? Atrocious. Uh, Unlikable. Uh, gross. Uh, Th- those are just the reviews from his father. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, so I, I do want to go through the cast list and that kind of stuff, but... I like you said, I have so many notes and I had to stop mm-hmm. myself because I've watched this so many times and I know it so well and I love it so much that I do feel like this would be like a rehash of our super bad episode where we would mm-hmm. just go scene by scene, line by line, and it would just be yeah. like, what is the point of this? Yeah, uh, so I, I just rewatch the movie. Right, yeah. exactly. I had to stop myself. And a lot of my notes were just kind of like, if, if I have to stop myself from writing notes, it's just like, all right, well, Jason Siegel, let's just go. So yeah. uh, let's let's go through the cast list as we you yeah. know go through the show a little bit. That way we can spread that out because I don't want to blow through that. That way we uh, we spend more time in each individual performance maybe. Sure. Because there's yeah. so many good people on this. So yeah. uh, let's start with, should, yeah. Should, should we... Uh, do you want to do like a spoiler warning right now and yeah. just get it out of the way? Okay. Okay, yeah. So we're good. Non-spoilers so far. But from this moment forward, definitely spoilers. Here they be. That's right. Um, all right. So uh, going through some of the uh, cast lists, we'll start with the top with the uh, writer-director. So obviously written by Jason Siegel. Uh, as I said, I think this is uh, straight from his heart. Just really love that this was written by him for himself to showcase uh, again, like he came from the Jad Apatow roots and Jad Apatow, from what I've heard, was a big champion of him making this film. Uh, the way I've heard it told, uh, I'm not even sure how now from all these years, uh, mm-hmm. definitely some internet lore, but I think I've watched the special features and stuff over time. I used to have this like uh, at least DVD, uh, but the way I heard it told was that Jason Siegel, you know, wanted to make it in movies more. He was in like bit parts, but he wanted to be like the center and Jed Apatow said, like, well, what are you working on? And he was kind of depressed, and he was working on the Dracula musical. And he played, and he was like, I want it to be by when puppets. And, uh-huh. and he was like, Jason, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, you can't, that's not going to, like, you're not going to make it in Hollywood by making that movie right now. You're, it's, it's like career suicide. Yeah. So he was like, write something from the heart about your experience, and this is what came out. And then with included in that is the Dracula musical and it's, you know, based on his real life and the experiences he had. So uh, that's the story that as, I, as I've heard it, I love that. I, uh, I love the Dracula musical. I wish it was real. I would think I'm one of those people <laughs> that would definitely watch a, a full version of that. Right. Like we love puppets. Hell yeah. Muppets. That was one of my notes is like I, I want a whole movie of this. I, oh like, I would go see this play, you know? Yeah. And uh uh, at the end, uh, I mean, like jumping around or whatever, uh, that, that when they actually get to see the full production and it, you see it in all its glory, uh, if, especially if you'd be able to see that play with those real people in those roles. Oh, yeah. You know, like eventually the touring company wouldn't have Bill Hader in it. But if you could see it with Bill Hader, that'd be fucking amazing, you know. Uh, but I love what we got. And uh, and I love that Jason Siegel was able to to write this. So he uh, he is in the movie as Peter Bretter and uh, also the writer. And then uh, directed by Nicholas Stoller, um, he also seems to have come from the kind of Judd Apatow roots. Um, I, he directed some episodes of Undeclared, which is the next series that came out with some of these same people that was uh, a college-based show instead of a high school-based show after Freaks and Geeks that Judd Apatow had created. Seth Rogen was on as a writer on. I've mm. never seen that one. Have you ever checked out Undeclared before? No, uh-uh. Okay, it sounds good. It was also like a one-season thing. Uh, it came out like 2001. 
Oh, it was a TV show? TV show like on Fox or something. Oh, uh, for some reason I was thinking it was like a movie with uh, Jonah Hill and uh, 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 oh. fucking Tusk guy. Oh, and uh, J- uh, Justin Long as uh, Accepted. Yeah. This is undeclared. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. Undeclared has um, uh, has Charlie Hunnam in it and Jay Baruchel. Nope. I'm out. <laughs> For this reason, I'm I know. Out. He was, like, young. It was before his arrest. Seth Rogen is in it, though. Um, but, yeah, and then, uh, so, uh, that's where they, I think they met this guy from what I, I understood. Uh, they had met Nicholas Stoller. But he ended up directing and uh, writing, uh, co-writing, I, I think, the five-year engagement with uh, Jason Siegel. And he wrote like Muppets was wanted. He was a co-writer on yeah. the, the Muppets. So uh, get him to the Greek as well. Uh, we can mm-hmm. briefly talk about that sequel. I've never seen to this or spinoff movie, I guess, to this movie. Uh, he wrote and directed mm-hmm. that. So, uh, yeah, mostly I know him from this movie, though, and I just really enjoy this movie. So I like Nicholas Stoller, I guess. Yeah, this movie seems so fully formed. Yeah, it wasn't until like years later where I heard the story about Jason Siegel writing this like you were talking about. He was pulling stuff from his real life and adding it to the movie script and whatnot. Like everything seems so specific. You have like uh, a songwriter on a TV show who is not happy with the way his TV career is going. Um, And then Kristen Bell's character works in TV. She's ready to move on to features, though. Like that's, uh, you know something that happens later in the movie but that is like a transitional thing Mm -hmm. and you can kind of see that parallel paralleling with his career a bit then you've got the dracula musical and uh the whole thing with the breakup that uh evidently comes from real life for him yeah yeah so a a lot of that stuff is in there and then all of the comedy hits like like the way things are edited together it just has like perfect timing for a lot of the jokes even some of the stuff that is said off camera, you know, those 80 yard lines mm-hmm. or whatever, they like, they fucking hit. Everything yeah, right? is so well done, you know? the I, I find this era so lovely. I, I was so in love with all these Judd Apatow movies that came out from like 40 year old Virgin uh, up through like Knocked Up and, and this one. Um, I'm not sure what all were out in that era, but um, there were so many that I was just like over and over again. Every part of it was so good. You could tell they all had heart. They had great mm-hmm. actors. They had like such great ensembles. Um, they they all are really long, and I've only really thought about that since then. And and a lot of them I've fallen in love with extended versions so so much so that sometimes I when I watch the regular one I'm like whoa that was fucking weird that joke came out of nowhere and mm-hmm. uh, I'm not even sure what's like extended or not but uh, I find that they all. Uh, feel breezy they feel like i want to stay in the world for a long time uh and this one in particular mm. i don't really know the the length on it uh 111 minutes so uh, it's not quite two hours a lot of theirs mm. reach that two hour mark though did uh did this one mm-hmm. seem long to you though no i mean it's just this movie simply is what it is yeah you know? it's um, perfect right I, yeah i love it i i there's nothing i would cut from this movie yeah there's a, a few scenes. I don't remember seeing them in a long time, but there's some like deleted scenes that I think are I'm glad they're, they're not in the movie. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not like I wanted everything possible to live in this world, but I, I, it doesn't outstay its welcome. Uh, there's one with like a horseback riding thing with Sarah Marshall mm-hmm. on it. Uh, that's supposed to be like there's like some either deleted scenes or photos out there and stuff. But mm-hmm. uh, I do feel you're right. Like everything in there, it feels great. Like the, from the writing to the improv, it all feels very natural and flows very well. It feels well mm-hmm. edited and timed. 
and it just uh yeah it's just like a big hug i just love yeah. i love jason siegel and i i love the feeling i get from him and everything in this movie so mm-hmm. i love the way that they use flashbacks in this movie as well oh, so good they're, right they're so effective like sometimes a lot of the times they are like punctuating a joke or whatever but then there are other moments where it's just like oh yeah this character looking back at things they're like realizing stuff like oh shit yeah i didn't even contextualize that at the moment but now that i look back at it it's like yeah okay yeah they were they were doing what they were supposed to or whatever but um it's like a storytelling moment uh a Mm -hmm. lot of flashbacks can feel contrived like it's such a a thing we're so used to or whatever but these these are really fast they do them like Mm -hmm. poppy music real quick they show them like red carpets and stuff so they can be like Mm -hmm. flash bulbs and it moves really quickly and you get like a story overall that's one of my notes was you go from like peter seeing moments he he missed sarah to moments that he was annoyed by her to then her seeing flashbacks being like oh he was always there for me and i'm like Mm -hmm. man that went like that was a whole movie in the movie that goes yeah. through those flashbacks, and it's really kind of cool to see how they use that as a tool instead of just like a, I don't know, a time filler. Um, yeah. You really like got a sense of their relationship in these quick moments. Mm-hmm. It's cool. For sure. Yeah. I, uh, I I love the relationships between all of the characters in this, even though like Peter and Aldous are uh, opposing sides yeah. at war, essentially. They still like get along, and and there's that scene where they're in the ocean on their surfboards, and all this is like, yeah, I was going through her iPod, and like all the music <laughs> on there is crap, but I came across this one song. Turned out it was yours. I really liked it. It had this like dark uh, gothic Neil Diamond. There we go. Yeah, yeah, I love it. So and great. Jason Siegel like gets so like frustrated. He's like, that's exactly what I was going for. You fucking get me. God damn it. You know, he's like so frustrated. And uh, that seems yeah, totally like just, him, right? Like, he'd be like, I'm mad at you, but like, uh, it's like, I'm a nice I get guy, it. I, you know? Yeah, I understand why you're charming and all this stuff. Right. So, yeah, yeah it. It, it just it, it makes all of the characters more three dimensional instead of just like here. Here we are. We're just this one thing or whatever. Um, yeah, I, I, I especially agree. like that with um, Jack McBrayer and his this is the first thing I saw him in ever. Really? Yeah. OK, this is my I think introduction I saw him. To him on uh 30 rock before that okay right on i've never i've only Uh, seen clips of that like maybe an episode here or there uh his wife is played by maria thayer so jack mcbrayer and maria thayer oh wow uh, they're a religious newlywed couple that can't figure out sex oh my god that is so so funny to me because they they were like they grew up sheltered or whatever like you you just get a sense that they they grew up sheltered they're still trying to figure things out and then all this has to like show jack mcbrayer (laughs) what to do with an oversized chessboard um it's just very funny the the way that whole thing is approached and they are uh, so good together too mm-hmm. such a comedic uh power couple uh she is in accepted with justin long oh okay, as well okay. that's uh maybe around the same era as this i can't remember which one came out first mm-hmm. but uh i i like her from both of those uh and i just saw i've never noticed this their names are daryl and wyoma it just makes yeah. total sense. Uh, and again, my wife and I grew up like religious and waited until marriage and we got married in 2005. So this movie came out just a few years after we also, you know, had like experienced sort of this type of like, I don't know, like a, a little of that level of like comedic finding out or whatever. And mm-hmm. so I, I, I was, I was religious at this point still too. So I had a kinship to them a little bit when I first saw this, but, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, he uh, they're definitely like way more, I don't know, nerdy, I guess, mm-hmm. than, I, than I ever felt or anything. Uh, but I love to see, yeah, their their comedic timing together and like his jokes around the other guys, all that stuff. 
uh yeah he was he's one of the standouts in this for sure Mm -hmm. yeah i i just love the scene where they're in bed together and uh they're they're trying to make things work but she's like uh she whispers in his ear that she's going to do something and he's like you do that for me and then you see her head go under the covers and he's like no 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 (laughs) yeah favorites from him are that uh if god uh, God put our mouths on our heads for a reason. Right, yeah. Uh, and he says something about a line about, like, if, if God were a city planner, he wouldn't put a sewer system next to a playground. Right, yeah. Just his delivery for it, The I don't know what it's written or what's ad-libbed or whatever from those as well, but, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, he's a delight. And he's one of the reasons I want to watch 30 Rock, to be honest, because he's yeah. he just seems so delightful to watch. I love his smile and his energy. Yeah, he has a very like aw shuckiness to yeah. him. Like e- even on Thirty Rock, he- he's uh, one of the the lead voices in the Wreck It Ralph movies. Also, oh, okay, cool. Uh, and he's he's fucking great. I I really uh, oh, that's great. I like uh, the stuff that he portrays yeah. in movies and whatnot. Yeah, right on. Uh, well, let's go back up to the top with uh, Jason Segel's uh, breakup interest in this, which is Sarah Marshall. That he is trying yeah. to forget. Kristen Bell herself. Uh, I was trying to remember. This is one of the things with this movie that's blurry for me. I don't remember when I really watched Veronica Mars. I know we didn't watch it live. We got the DVDs from oh. Amanda's brother. And mm-hmm. I think we watched them close to the end of that series, which was right around this time. I think that okay. was like from like 2005 to 2007. So uh, these are right after that. So I think I knew her from that, but it kind of was like these came out together for me, for her. So Mm -hmm. she came out as a a tour de force in my eyes, and I have loved her ever since. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I'm glad that over time she's become like a huge fucking star, you know, through Elsa or uh, Anna and all that stuff, you know, with uh, with Mm -hmm. Frozen. Uh, And yeah, she's she's amazing. So, uh, yeah, let's talk about let's not forget about Sarah Marshall. Brent. Oh, my God. Holy shit. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. You did it. Um, hashtag never forget oh, Sarah Marshall, you know. Uh, she's she's uh, she's great in this movie, you know. Like, she breaks up with Peter at the beginning of the movie. And as the viewers, you know, we're, we're going to be on the side of the lead character, you know. Um, it, it, the, the thing I like about this movie is that, I mean, we're in spoiler territory, right? Oh, is, yeah. Uh, she breaks up with him, and it just seems like, uh, even though she uh, seemed um, like it, it was difficult for her to break up with him, mm-hmm. uh, she's quote unquote the villain of the movie, right? right? Um, she's moved on to this Alda Snow guy and uh, it, it just left him in the dust. That's what we're to believe. But then as we go through the movie, we find out, and it's like one of my favorite scenes in the movie is where um, she has that conversation with peter like no i tried oh, for a a year so or, good you don't know part. how long i've tried to uh repair a relationship i went to therapy i right. talked to my mother i did all this and you were just too stupid to see and uh yeah I, it, it just makes her um motivations and her as a character more three-dimensional right. instead of it's just like oh this uh peter had a girlfriend that was mean and cheated on him and moved on well there's like more to the story than that i'm not saying like her cheating on him was a good thing but you know it it, it was there's more to the story not as cut though. and dry right. as as we're initially led to believe yeah yeah and that really humanizes her as well um judd apatow movies or the ones he produces in general seem to get some flack for women 
portrayals in them. Uh, like Catherine Heigl had talked about that from Knocked Up afterwards, even though you know she participated in it and everything and then afterwards was like i didn't like how some of the stuff was written uh he's gotten other flack from it before but uh for one they are male writers they're mm-hmm. uh and i i suppose for that like yes invite more female writers into the scenario for sure but uh i think in these movies they're doing the best and i think uh, Kristen bell in particular at this like she is the villain for a long time, but then they, they really do humanize her. She goes mm-hmm. back and forth with that because she did break his heart and did cheat mm-hmm. on him. And that's eventually what he can't get over. But, uh, yeah, they really do show that moment that she's so vulnerable in that moment and talking about trying and you can really feel that she did and she mm-hmm. did feel abandoned by him and yeah. you get like, Oh, there really was more to the story. So uh, her and then Mila Kunis as well. I think that she's really strong and independent and in her role and it doesn't, you know, look down on her that she goes, you know, back to him at the end or whatever. I think it's like yeah. she gave it time, but like decided what she wants to, to try new things. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, she as well, I think, is, uh, you know, you get like more sides to her than just this this front and you get, you know, almost like, you know, you get to peel back layers of her personality from this like just you know, uh, hostess or whatever, you know, person at the mm-hmm. hotel to, to, you know, leading up to like a romantic interest. And, uh, yeah, I think they're both really written pretty well. So, yeah. And they both nail it. They're both so good in these roles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like everybody has their own thing going on. Everyone has distinct personalities, but, uh, it's so fun. It's like almost like, uh, the Avengers coming together. You could see these different personalities, uh, come together and, uh, bounce off of each right. other. And the conversations that come up and, um, you know, like Jonah Hill is kind of just like the funny dude who is like a huge fan of all the snow in this Mm -hmm. movie, but he adds so much to it because of that. Yeah. And the way that Aldous and he interact, like whenever he drops off his demo oh, to Aldous that time. Fucking love and it. And later on, he's like, hey, Joe, were you a chance to listen to that demo? And he's Did like, you get it? Did you get it? Yeah, like, yeah. And then Aldous is like, you know, I was going to, but then um, I just moved on living my life or something like that. Right. You know, it's, it's just like, oh, yeah, this guy's like a rock star to himself. Or whatever. Yeah, um, this came out the same year as Superbad, but it was like Jonah Hill was like blowing up, and he had been in a, like bit roles in their other movies, uh, and this one as well. Like he's kind of just this funny side character, but he's one of the best ones. Like uh, the Six to Midnight you referenced earlier, fucking hilarious. Yeah, uh, yeah and his his. Uh, I'm glad you brought up Aldous Snow as well. We can talk about him too, but uh, his interactions. Mm-hmm. That's some of my favorite parts. Like when he's like. Uh, he's like, and you'll look back at it and be like, it was a major, major influence on me. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, is that supposed to be me? And he's like, unfortunately, yes. Yeah. Like, those are the lines I quote all the time. Amanda and I yeah. have watched this movie so many times. Uh, there's mm-hmm. a, a definitely like a whole chunk of dialogue from this movie that I could just rip apart and use all the time because it works in so many scenarios. So. Uh, yeah. I'm going to start doing that with you for sure, Brent. So get ready. But uh, Russell Brand, um, Russell this Brand, is the yeah. first thing I saw him in as well that I remember. Same. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I loved him in this. I never ended up watching Get Him to the Greek because I never heard good things about it, even though I love Jonah Hill and I liked this mm-hmm. movie and I like Russell Brand in this role. Uh, it just never worked. I did, never thought it looked that good. Um uh, since then, I'm not sure what I think about him. He, he to me, he overstayed his welcome, mm-hmm. and then now he seems kind of his beliefs seem kind of weird to me. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, what are what are your opinions on him and, and this role? I guess I like this role a lot. Uh, I think Aldous Snow is like a great 
like comedic character. Yeah. Uh, it's just like he's it, the, the the pretentiousness is like so worn on his sleeves, but he's also like aloof, full of himself, but he's also like somewhat good natured. I don't feel like he's an evil character. Right. He's just like doesn't know Complex. any better. You know, yeah, yeah. He doesn't know any better. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, I, I do like that a lot. Uh, one of the things I was going to tell you is I rewatched Get Him to the Greek. Oh, I wondered. Yeah, so I rewatched okay. it before rewatching Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Oh, interesting. And uh, cool. Stephen, I I've seen Get Him to the Greek. I think one time before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, again, we like rented it on DVD back in the day. Um, I liked it then, Stephen. I liked it now. There it's you go. Okay. Such a fun fucking movie. I gotta check it I, out. It's different than Forgetting Sarah Marshall, yeah. but it's in the same world, and it has some of the same, like, overall, like, Apatow mm-hmm. comedy vibes to it. Uh, Sean P. Diddy Combs is That's in it. Right. He plays a record, a record executive. Uh-huh. And um, Jonah Hill is in that movie as well, but he plays a different character yeah. than he did in Forgetting Sarah Marshall. He works for uh, the record company, and... Uh, P. Diddy sends him out to go get all the snow. He's uh, got a re- or a anniversary concert that he needs him to perform at, and a series of events uh, happen. And uh, it's like a, a buddy road trip movie, kind of. But when things go like far off the rails, you know, right. you've got one that's like hyper addicted to drugs and whatnot. It's just, I think it's very funny. There you go. Like, man. I really fucking enjoyed rewatching it. So I would, I would recommend it. They do this one thing in the movie where I was cackling like a little <laughs> fucking dipshit last night. Where uh, anytime they in a movie where it's like kind of unexpected, where you have that like camera that actors will wear right. that points right at their faces, so it's it, it has like a such a specific look to it. Yeah, yeah. And it happens it like moves in with their him, body. Yes, yeah. it, it happens in Get Him to the Greek, and like when it happens, <laughs> it's so fucking funny. Like the reasoning behind it, I, I would definitely recommend Get Him right to on, the Greek. Man. Okay, I'll check uh, it out. I'll watch it, it out. at least once. You know, yeah. I, I, I'm not trying to overhype it, but I think there's some like fun comedy bits to there. Uh, Rose Byrne is in it. Oh my gosh, also. I love her. She's great. That'll get me to watch so, anything. Um, you know, there's a a, a member of a, a popular metal band that's in the movie oh, as well. Okay. I forgot all about it till I till I watched it, but uh, yeah, man, I, I'd say uh, get him to the Greek as a, a a nice follow up to this movie. Right on. Um, again, it's like set in the world of forgetting Sarah Marshall. Aldous Snow was like the the main yeah. uh, lightning like crossover figure, but there's some other actors that show up in it, like the 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 guy who plays the uh, the bartender in Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Love that dude. Who, who names like a hundred different types yeah. of fish or whatever? He's in get him to the Greek. Yeah, the state Hawaii, yeah, Hawaii state fish, yeah. <laughs> Bless you. Oh yeah, I know. Um, oh. Devon McDonald. Uh, there we go. Love that dude. He's in, in this get movie. him to the so Greek. Good. He's a I, probably a different character. Uh, yeah, but I was. Uh, I was happy to see cool. him, but uh, yeah. So sometimes those same actors pop up, but uh, yeah, I think they were from what I saw uh, the week after Sarah Marshall came out. They announced get him to the Greek, mm-hmm. so it was like very soon after. But Get Him to the Greek didn't come out till 2010. Oh, okay, but wow. Took a while. Anytime anyone has a cell phone, <laughs> it's like a 
a flip phone or something like that. And I'm like, guys, iPhones <laughs> been around <laughs> in culture since like 2008, <laughs> I believe. So it you know, could have just used that, but uh, I don't know. Maybe they just didn't have the, the budget for it or whatever. But uh, that's yeah, that's uh, interesting, though. I, I definitely mm-hmm. will check it out. I uh, I think part of my thing was it has, you know, so many people involved in it, like mm-hmm. the maker, like Nicholas Stoller back for that movie as well. But uh, it didn't have Jason Siegel and he's my main draw of this. And I felt like if he's not yeah. there and all the snow is there, you're going to miss that heart. So I, I never thought it would. It looked like it'd be that same kind of comedy, but not like the heart. So did you get that from Get It to the Greek as well? Get him to the Greek? Yes. Uh, and I think that's one of the reasons Jonah Hill plays a different character mm. because uh, he has a girlfriend played by Elizabeth Moss in this movie. Oh, I love her too. And uh, she is fucking spectacular she, in this in everything. film. Yeah. yeah. And man, there's like so many things I want to say about this movie, but uh, I don't want to spoil anything. Okay, cool. But Where'd you watch that one? It was on uh, Hulu here okay, in the States. Cool. I don't know where, everywhere else in the world. I'm sorry. I can't. Okay. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I might I might check that out soon, though. Uh, this one has always been a favorite for Getting Star Marshall. But, uh, yeah, it, it, I guess living in that same world sounds kind of nice, too. So, mm-hmm. uh, And I will say, going back to Alice Snow, that uh, mm-hmm. especially in this era, I, uh, I love his band. I love the songs in this movie. Uh, Infant, Infant Sorrow, Sorrow as the name yeah. for the band is so fucking funny. The the message and that first thing when Peter's getting ready uh, in the shower before his his full frontal, uh, which he graciously you know gave us gave it the whole world, um, and he's listening to that uh, "Gotta Do Something" song. Uh, yeah. Man, it's so funny because it's like it feels so real for a pop rock song that would come out where it's like these platitudes that don't mean anything, but it sounds yeah. good and you feel uplifted and like it's a good song. It's a banger to me. And I listen to them a lot. I listen to this whole soundtrack <laughs> a lot from Dracula's Lament to those oh, Alice yeah. Snow songs. So, yeah, uh, I love the music in this whole movie. That's awesome. Like in that music video, it has all the snow holding up. Uh, like cue cards that have these sayings on them and like yes. one of them is like uh, sodomized inequality or something <laughs> right. like that or, or whatever it's like, it was. like what the fuck are you talking about man? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so so fucking weird yeah. but it's spot on for his character. And he's like, so good in that role like you said like he fits yeah. it so well. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah going back to Russell Brand like uh, I've seen uh, both this and Get Him to the Greek uh, before uh, hearing his more like recent views on things mm-hmm. like I know in real life he's like a big christian uh, and that is fine but yeah. yeah i feel like i've heard things from him like viewpoints he has that just seem like yeah i don't know that, that kind of like the i feel like the christian views kind of push him toward like being um like yeah misinformed about other things right and, and that's a good way to put it based in uh what do you call that thing uh, reality oh okay <laughs> oh, yeah. i don't know really what yeah if it's if it was like a not an anti-woke thing or an anti... I, mm-hmm. There's so many anti-viral things, anti-book mm-hmm. things. I don't know what it was. It just, well, the anti-book things is... I mean, you're on that, Stephen, you're on that side, on. aren't you? Damn it. Yeah. Burn all the books. You're like, I, I'm no, pro don't fire. burn the books. Oh, okay. You must recycle the books. Okay. <laughs> Stephen, I hate books, but I love recycling. <laughs> what if you're the like antichrist that unites everybody, and you're like, <laughs> we're going to get rid of the books, but recycle everybody's uh-huh. happy you know everybody wins you know it's great printing presses stay in order we have to keep the recycling plant up and running you know it's just a a, a, a circle oh of life oh my god uh mm-hmm. i want to talk about kunu it, kunu. it means chuck kunu. uh yeah. paul rudd 
pops up in this movie. Uh, mm-hmm. Pops up a lot. And fantastic, as always. Love Paul Rudd. Hasn't aged a day. Looks exactly the same in this movie as he ever does. And he looks great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got, like, bronzed hair oh, somehow. Oh, my God. I don't know if he, like, poured bronzer on his hair and it just turned into, like, Adonis hair. I don't know. It just works. It looks like he was. He just went for the summer and they found him there. And they're like, you want to be in the movie for a little while? And he's like, okay. Yeah. He was I'll just, be right here. He was just, just stone surfing. He's like, okay. <laughs> I wrote down three lines that he wrote oh. in this. This is going to be the extent of the, the, the lines that I uh, recite from him. So um, the the scene where Peter goes to him, uh, for people who don't know, Chuck is uh, like the surf instructor guy out there on the beach. Peter goes to him. He's just like trying to have an activity to do. Um, and in the scene where they're doing the like pop-up, but like less, like you're doing too much, right, right. do less. Uh. We can do something or whatever. Like before, like immediately before it cuts to the next scene with them in the water, he's like, <laughs> uh, everybody's surfing now. Let's go show him how you know, like he starts singing that Beach Boys song. Right. But then like immediately before it cuts, he says, and the weather outside is weather. Like he's it's just one like, of my favorites. Amanda and I say that to each good. other all the time. <laughs> hey, what's the weather outside? Well, the weather outside is weather. Yeah, oh, it's so good. It's one of the genius things of his. I, again, is like it was. I imagine that was ad lib. What the fuck? Like he just yeah. went into this Christmas mode and like uh, mm-hmm. perfect. Um, and then the scene at the outdoor cantina uh, in the evening where Three Elevens Amber is playing. There you go. Um, it's uh, he's there, and then Jason Siegel shows up. Jack McBrayer's there, and he's um, Jack McBrayer's wife walks up to him and that drags him to bed. <laughs> and as they're walking off. <laughs> He, he says to Jason Siegel's character, he says, I wonder if the carpet matches her pubes. <laughs> Jason Siegel's look back to him at that, spot, at that spot is so funny, too. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. And then um, the last one is uh, in the, uh, again, aforementioned scene where um, after Jason Siegel and Aldous uh, they have the conversation in the ocean, uh, their surfboards get like blown away the water and and he rescues aldous uh, peter rescues aldous drags him up on the beach there's some coral he takes out of aldous's leg and starts bleeding <laughs> and uh he tells uh chuck to uh go call uh, an ambulance or whatever yeah, yeah. and uh, or call for help and then he's like okay and then he just stands there so then peter screams at him go call for help <laughs> and then uh chuck says okay monster man and then he like, walks off <laughs> Let's talk about uh, Tulsa's own Bill Hader. Oh, please. And, uh, yeah, he's in this movie. Brian Bretter, the brother or stepbrother to, step-brother, uh, yeah. to Peter. Uh, I love the bar scene that they're in together. Mm-hmm. June Diane Raphael shows up. Yeah, uh, yeah. As always. I think we just talked about it in the last episode, wasn't it? What was she yeah. just did as well? Uh, long shot. Long shot. Man, she shows up mm-hmm. in everything. Yeah. So I uh, love seeing her. And uh, but yeah, Bill Hader, I think is great in this. I like, too, that they have like these like, a FaceTimes, I guess, Zoom calls uh, and them and uh, that he gets to go. And then his his wife is played by Liz Kakowski. I don't mm. really know her for much, but I love her in this. She's uh, she's so good. She's yeah. such a good sport. And the the pearl necklace scene fucking cracks <laughs> my shit up every time. That was the oh first time God. I ever heard of a pearl necklace. Oh, really? I, was, I had to look it up. I was like, what does that mean? Pearl necklace. Probably, okay. By default, <laughs> probably has to do with gum. Okay. We're all in agreement here. But what beyond that, you know? Man. 
That's it. Yeah. So this movie was a, a teaching lesson for you. This is movie is educational. Yeah, I like that. Educational film. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, th- I like Put that. Put this shit on OETA. Oh man. Oh well, I guess PBS. I don't know why he did the call call letters. Hey, for that's it. all right. That that's like a throwback. I think mm-hmm. it feels feels right, nostalgic. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she was uh, a lot of fun. Where she has that part. She's so subtly funny in it too. She just cracks me shit up. She's like, uh, iron your shirts, iron your t shirts. On your t-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She offers it with such genuine, like, just make yeah. me look nice. Let me give you some advice. On your I jeans. Know. You know, uh-huh. like, uh, she seems, like, so sweet. Um, mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, uh, we also have uh, William Baldwin and Jason Bateman shows up at the end in a sort of a little credit sequence. As, yeah, uh, like a mid-credit scene. I forgot this had oh, it's, a mid-credit scene. I love scene. it. Animal Instincts uh-huh. at the end. And then her other show is Crime Scene, Scene of the Crime. Uh, which <laughs> yeah. is so perfect uh, and I love the little scenes they film with her and uh, like William Baldwin um, like they're like they feel like those you know murder shows those cop shows whatever so uh, and then Jason Bateman always good to see him so when he shows up at the end yeah. uh, I love it for that one and that also seems like a real show that would really happen so uh, yeah. yeah props to them for that for sure I love that I'm um, going back to Bill Hader I love that every time we see him he's wearing that same leather jacket Oh, like, yeah. That was just like a defart. <laughs> defart. <laughs> what was that supposed to be? Default part oh, of his wardrobe. Yeah. Defart. Defart. <laughs> it's like he was there for one day, but I like to think that instead it's just his favorite jacket. You know? Right, yeah. And he's been trying to... Uh, to wear it on every scene yeah he's like this i'm comfortable in this motherfucker uh yeah he's great uh tyler wiley or taylor wiley sorry is chemo uh that big hawaiian dude fucking love that guy um the one scene in this movie that amanda can't watch is the uh the pig killing scene but it's so fucking funny (laughs) when he's like i'm sorry i'm sorry because like Uh, up to that point it's very like calm as peter he walks along the beach meets Kimu, yeah. you know, he hands Peter a beer, gives him a hug, you know, it's like, hey, you should go do this thing, take your mind off of it. He's like, oh, okay. And then it like gets so like intensely <laughs> filmed with like a pig murder. And then it only lasts for like 15 seconds yeah. or something like that. And then they're like walking back with a pig on um, a pole or whatever. Right. I, don't, I don't even know what you'd call that to the luau. And then uh, Kimu says, you know, stop crying. You're acting like a baby. And then Peter says, I'm not a baby. You look like a big baby. He's like, I'm sorry. I'm really emotional. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I like that, too, because uh, I like that Peter makes friends with people there. And they do seem genuine when he yeah. leaves at the end and he says goodbye. I think to him and the bartender, uh, they're mm-hmm. hug, they hug and it's like genuine. Like he wants to go. The bartender wants to go see uh, sea turtles. Fuck. Because it's mm-hmm. sea turtle fucking season, and uh, he seems genuine. He wants to hang out with Peter, and I have I I have felt that as well. They joke about how like Rachel, uh, Mila Kunis's character, you know, is mm-hmm. just being hospitable to him. It's like I, I bet you think strippers like you too. But uh, our last vacation that we went on, Amanda and I, we went with my my brother and his partner Caleb to uh, Belize. And we mm-hmm. made friends with the bartenders. Like when we left, we tipped them. But also, like uh, the guy came around, he's like, "Amanda, can I hug you?" And she was like, "Of course!" Like we made friends mm-hmm. with them. We like to make be friendly on vacation, and and that includes the people that are servicing that are servicing you. 
and uh, <laughs> and uh, I like that. So uh, I don't know. I, this movie is so nice because I like nice movies. I like when people are mm. going through shit, but they come out on top. And whenever they show like just good character, and there's so many yeah. good people in this, good characters in this that they come along uh, across the way. Well, I feel like the biggest main character we haven't talked about is Mila Kunis's Rachel. Let's talk about her, please. She's at the front desk uh, and uh, meets Peter there. You know, he's, he's checking in. I I feel like I haven't seen that particular scene in a while. Mm. So when he like just flies to Hawaii on a whim, shows up at this nice-ass hotel, and doesn't have a reservation or anything, and he, he walks up and he's like, I don't have a reservation, I just want to see if you had any availability. She tells him no. I was like, oh, yeah, I kind of forgot about this, oh, this yeah, part of uh-huh. it. But the then the reason he, he gets a room there is because uh, there's an expensive room that's like $6,000 a night, and because only celebrities can stay there, it's like open and available. Right. Uh, and she does him a solid because Sarah Marshall is there, and they have that little, like... Um, I don't know if confrontation is, is the right word, but yeah. like they have that, that conversation out in the lobby and it's a little bit awkward. So she does Peter a solid and, and it's so uh, lovely. hooks him up there. Yeah. So lovely it's, she just, uh, you know, uh, being hospitable, you know, I love when they meet as well. Their meet cute is really cute to me because, mm-hmm. uh, she helps him out right away against his ex-girlfriend and calls her out after she leaves. And it's like, that's kind of shitty, right? She's already here with another guy. But, uh, mm-hmm. when he's like, man, I wish I wasn't wearing this fucking shirt. She's like, fair enough. How about unbutton it? nope button it back up <laughs> she like fucking yeah. tries right in the moment she's like i will i will go for this guy uh and yeah. then i love too like uh when she and Kristen bell when they eat dinner later on and it's so awkward but it's such a great scene i'm so glad they staged it the way that they do where he like oh if you want to eat dinner with us okay and they have mm-hmm. dinner uh, the the way the ladies get to play off of each other and it goes from like like they genuinely are trying to get along and then it morphs into this competition and like you know, kind of subtly saying these little stabs at each other. Uh, they both are so great. That was great. Um, mm-hmm. It's also like I knew Mila Kunis from like that '70s show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think from this, you know, I watched that before this, so I knew her from that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like I knew these, a lot of these people from little bits of other things, but it was really when I fell in love with them was this movie it was definitely around this period of time. And uh, yeah, she her comedic chops are great. Her dramatic chops in this, she's. She mm-hmm. seems like a real person, like, you know, fully 3D, and it's, uh, yeah, she's great. Th- that scene toward the end of the movie where Peter goes to confess uh, that he, from Kristen Bell, he received 10 to 15 seconds of oral sex. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, you can see the heartbreak in Mila Kunis' uh, eyes, and so it's so well acted, yeah. and it's so subtle because she's at work, she's at the front desk, you know, in a busy lobby. She's trying to keep her voice down, but you can see that she's, like, seething with anger, right. and she's like, you need to go. Like, it's, it's uh, palpable, is uh, the whole performance. Yeah, yeah for sure. Mm-hmm. She's, uh, uh, her dramatic chops in this come out. Yeah, just everything about her, she's they, they both look fantastic in this movie, and uh, I'm so glad that they're in them. Um, so I, uh, I, I'm getting talked out a little bit, just my voice right now. My allergies mm-hmm. are kind of kicking in. So uh, I have a bunch of notes. I'm glad we skipped around. Do you want to go mm-hmm. through just like uh, even like whatever, however many of me you have, but just make sure mm-hmm. that we get our, our best notes in right now? Yeah. Uh, note the first. Uh, this is a universal picture. Ah. So I think that probably explains the difference between forgetting Sarah Marshall and get him to the Greek because it's universal. They're just like simply there to entertain. You know, <laughs> that's right. Like they do. They do a good job of that. 
You're they right. did a good job. You know, Fast and Furious, Jurassic Park, and then fucking the uh, Aldous Snowiverse. You know, just keep that character the same. Guess what? Jonah Hill, you're a different person now. Who gives a fuck? We're making <laughs> a movie, a you know? I kind of do want a third one, you know? I just want to see something else. Um, and then, uh, you know, there's a, a scene at the beginning of the movie where we see, uh, you know, before breakup, we see uh, Peter filling up an entire mixing bowl with cereal pouring oh milk in God. there it is like eating and my Such wife was bit. like is this your dream and i <laughs> told her i was like this is a perfectly reasonable amount of cereal he cereal serves fan, it later and his montage of getting better which i love played to his music yeah. as he comes back and he's actually writing the dracula musical brian and his uh and his wife come over liz and there's a scene that they have plates with little bits of salad on them and he brings out that giant bowl of what looks like cereal again and that's like what he's serving them, as far as I understand. Oh, I thought that was like pasta or something. Oh, that would be even like better, I guess. That would actually mm-hmm. be legit because he has like salad on there. But I, I, in my head, in my head canon, it's still cereal. It's still cereal. And he's it's like, I'm getting loops. better. Here's some salad, but we're putting cereal on this, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I love that Damn. it keeps coming back. It shows him later, too, and he's in that same montage, him like slurping out of that whole bowl. Uh, mm-hmm. And the, yeah, the freshest cereal. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he gets it. He gets it, man. Um, and then we get to the break, break in uh, the break up scene after that. And, uh, you know, you had already mentioned this, but we get to see Peter's Peter. Oh, you know, so many uh, times comes even back later on. I love the the part like before we see it where he's like, I got a, got a surprise for you. And he, like opens up the towel and you hear the sound oh, of my the, God. the penis flapping We've back and it. forth on either side. You know, the ladies and, don't uh, love it. They no. They do not. I thought it would at least be funny, but it Which doesn't seem to be Which is why you funny. have to helicopter. We all know. <laughs> Surefire hit. Um, but, like, when I was first watching the movie, I thought, oh, okay, so we're just going to see the sounds. But then, like, later on, he drops the towel because he's getting broken yeah. up with. And then we see his dick. And it's just like, holy shit. I did not expect that. He even, he, one of my favorite parts that he commits to the bit is he goes back towards the kitchen and bends over to cry. And you get kind of, like... <laughs> a back ball and it's just like wow he's really like letting it all hang out here uh for that era as well i love that um there are some sex scenes with the ladies but they don't show anything and Mm -hmm. all they ever show is the guys like they show his butt and they show his dick so in the uh in the strip club you see some boobs oh but but not the main i mean like Kristen bell and mila kunis strippers aren't people so <laughs> no, I fully apologize. Came, yeah, what if that came out and you were just like serious? It's like, oh yeah, it's a comedy show. This is the one serious thing we're talking about. Um, but uh, but yeah, like it, it like male genitals right. are the the only uh, genitals on display. Um, but I I thought that was so fucking funny when oh, I first it saw still it. Works you know, too. and then like it bookends. You know, at the end of the movie, uh, Mila Kunis walks in on him, and yeah, he and does he's it just again. Like naked, yeah, he's just like on the phone calling her. So, and her laugh uh, seems so genuine. I love that too. Uh, it's it's so cute how they ended on that kind of dot 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 for their relationship. She's back checking mm-hmm. out schools, but there's nothing serious there. You know, it's like the right. first time they're meeting again. It's cool. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I uh, I I I love uh, that they call that back, and that he's able to do that. Um, he really mm-hmm. puts himself out there. Uh, this brings up a, another point of mine that I wanted to make sure to say, which is I brought up the music before and I like that. I love in his montage whenever he sings that song. Uh, everybody hates you. Everybody mm-hmm. wishes that you were dead. That song is so funny to me. And also, again, like a good I've I've felt that in moments and like a good movie mm-hmm. to watch depressed, but then see him like, 
you know, kind of bounce back uh, mm-hmm. and everything. But um, there's also another uh, song. So that the main song that came out of this Dracula's Lament that he sings at the bar was nominated for the Oscar that year for best song. Wow. It was one of two nominations. They they can go up to five, I guess, in that category, but they only did that. And this is the same year that Once came out, um, that Irish movie. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but it has really great no. music. There's a band called The Swell Season. Um, the main guy, Glenn Hansard, I think, is uh, the main guy in the movie. Um, Mark, I can't remember her last name, but it's like Marquetta Aglovia or something like that. Uh, they, they wrote a song for that movie. For some reason, it's it's a beautiful song, and I love that movie. It's a beautiful soundtrack. Um, it's called Falling Slowly. That was nominated that year against Dracula musical. And for some <laughs> reason, at the Oscars, they did not have them perform this year. And oh. if anything would have gotten me to turn away from the Oscars, it should have been this moment because that Falling Slowly song is beautiful, and that, that's, that whole movie is beautiful, and I would have loved to have seen that. But also the fact that we could have not only gotten to see the Dracula musical in the movie, but they could have done a full Oscar production. Oh, my God. Live. With the puppets? We didn't get to see that. So annoying to mm-hmm. me. Uh, however, there there is a YouTube video that I've found before where the Swell Season, that band from once, was playing a, a, a concert and Jason Siegel was there and they invited him on stage and he played a new song and he talks about how he lost to them. They won the Oscar over him, but he was like, it was all politics and he plays a song with them and it was like a, a year after this came out and it uh, he says his real phone number. It's called like three, it's like three one five three two nine six six seven three, and he's mm. like, basically... If a swell season fan wants to fuck me tonight, I'm a celebrity and I I have good dick. You've seen it. That wasn't special <laughs> effects. If you've seen it, it wasn't special effects. It was really me. And then he mm-hmm. says a line. He's like, if you remember my character back to Freaks and Geeks, I was really that sweet. I was really that sweet. It's not special effects. I'm really that sweet. <laughs> so you know what I'm working with. And I love yeah. that he's such a good sport about the nudity and the music mm-hmm. talent that he he plays the piano in that that YouTube clip to that song with them and he plays it beautifully you really play and he writes beautiful music uh yeah and i think he's he's so fucking great in this and uh, and i love that he even continued that after that but i really wish we could have seen him at the oscars can you imagine if we had a clips of that live god that would have been so yeah. cool bill Hader up on stage at the oscars performing fucking van helsing you know I fucking love that performance. I love that they're in the black suits. Their faces are just poking <laughs> yeah. out of that unitard head, you know. But, like, they, like, on their face, they're acting as if they are the people. They just happen to be holding puppets, Totally you know? fun. I didn't know that was a thing. That looks so fun. Oh, my God. It's so rad. And then, like, yeah, just, like, every every bit of that performance seems fun right. as hell. Like, I'm not big into musicals, right. but, you know, that seems like something I would enjoy watching. Have you seen The Muppets, his, his movie? Because it's so cool that after all this, he got to be able to make that as well. Yeah, because he was a big Muppets fan yeah. growing up, right? Yeah. Um, I I have I was uh, I forgot that the Muppets are musical. So the first time I watched it, I was like, I don't know about this. Right. Uh, but I, I do <laughs> want to rewatch songs. that one. Yeah, I want to rewatch that one. I've not seen the sequel uh, mm-hmm. again. Jason Segel isn't right. in that one. Maybe he's not a sequel guy. I don't know. Yeah, maybe not. Yeah. Maybe he's smarter than that because that movie didn't look as good either to me. But the the Muppets, I really like. I think he did a great job with it, and it was fun to see him bring the puppets back with like a Muppet style puppet for this movie and then get mm-hmm. that property. Yeah. Like it worked out. What a All dream come true. Is get broken up with in a naked fashion, <laughs> right. turn it into a movie. <laughs> Such and a genius scene. I love that he wrote that down. It's so perfect. Mm-hmm. You can just totally imagine it happening, you know? 
I think it was like on an episode of Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend or something. I feel like I heard recently mm-hmm. about how that happened to him. That's based in reality right, right. is that he got broken up with in like he was wearing a towel and he thought it was going to be sexy and he ended up dropping it. And he was like so distraught that he couldn't even. <laughs> he was just like sitting on the couch naked and just crying. And the, the girl was like. Why don't you put on some pants? He's like, I can't. Yeah. Like, it's just like he's not in a good mind space for putting on pants it's at so that point. Funny, you know, yeah. so. and the mm-hmm. uh, and the movie when he's like, if you just hold me, I know it'll change if you just hold me. And you just see mm-hmm. his giant. He's so big, and Kristen mm-hmm. Bell is such a tiny little woman. And you see mm-hmm. him like go to hug, and you just she's just like, there's someone else. Like she like cringes yeah. and says it. Like I wonder. I know that on sets they often have like a, a little cock sock something on there, you know. Mm-hmm. But still, yeah. like he's pretty much naked. That is definitely near her, you know. Yeah. Uh, and mm-hmm. man, she really commits to the bit as well. So she seems like a great sport <laughs> in general in life. So yeah, yeah. Uh, and that was another thing about uh, the casting of Kristen Bell and. Uh, Mila Kunis is I feel like they got cast opposite of how we knew them from television Mm. like uh, Kristen Bell was Veronica Mars who was always on the side of good she was like snarky and sarcastic and whatnot but even still she was like the quote-unquote good girl in the situation and then Mila Kunis in uh, that 70s show was more high-strung uptight Jackie and they kind of like swapped roles a little bit you know they're not it's not quite a one-to-one Roll swap, but close enough. Like Mila Kunis, I was very impressed with her performance in this. Like mm-hmm. because you you get to see like such a huge difference in acting styles right. from Jackie. That I was yeah, and I was like, oh damn, yeah. No wonder people like her. I agree. <laughs> I get it. It's like the when you. It's almost like when you see someone like she's so good as Jackie, and I loved her on that, and I. I think I liked her enough from that to watch her in other things, but it's like when you see her in this and then you're like, oh, wow, she's not only so different, she's so good at this, she's so funny, she's so dramatic, and then that's when you're like, oh, they have it all, they can really act, they're not just doing this one mm-hmm. role, so I think that's, yeah. it's almost like you need multiple times to see someone in different ways to be like, oh, wow, they can be really great, and I think this is probably what cemented her for me, like, um, even some of the stuff I don't like, the movies I haven't liked, she has always been good in anything that I've seen her in. Like, the Bad mm-hmm. Moms stuff I'm not super into. Oy. Both of them. Oh, holy shit, right? right? Uh, yeah. I love both of them, but I, they're just not for me. But mm-hmm. uh, I still like them, you know, so... Uh, mm-hmm. and, it's, and it's fun to see their, their roots here, you know, because they play off each other so well. Uh, you know, I was going through the cast list last night just to see what role Jonah Hill had and get him to the Greek versus this. And his character in this movie has a full last name, Matthew Vanderwick. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know if, no, that's weird. if they call him Matthew in this movie, but he has a whole ass last name. Yeah. Like, does that even come up? That's so weird that they would go to the effort of like giving that character a, a full yeah, name right. like that. If it, it's not like Mr. Vanderwick, your table's right here or something like yeah. that, you know? Um, but I don't know. I thought that was kind of fun. Um, let's see what else. Uh, uh, I did see Kristen yeah. Wiig is listed as a yoga instructor. I forgot about that. That's another deleted scene. What? She? Oh, I think. Okay. I think she hits on Aldous, if I remember right. But uh, now I'm curious to go find those deleted scenes out there because I haven't seen them in years. Mm-hmm. But uh, even other, I, I don't know if cut. I've ever seen them. Oh yeah, I don't. I don't yeah. know if I. I have it on iTunes, but it just popped up on the movie. It didn't show me yeah. a, a like a menu, which I was surprised. I thought it mm-hmm. used to have like commentary tracks and stuff. I, I might've had like a Blu-ray or a DVD at one point, but I definitely mm-hmm. don't anymore. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. Um, 
And then, like, I think my last major note would be the sex battle that they have. Like, after the dinner, they each go back to their respective rooms. And at this point in the movie, their rooms are buttered up next to each other, which is (laughs) such a funny detail. Um, But then Peter and Rachel uh, are starting to have sex in their room and being a a little bit noisy. So then um, Sarah tries to wake up Aldous and and have sex. And (laughs) there's a scene where she's, like, really, like, trying to get into it to, like, show... Uh, Peter and Rachel up so she's just like essentially just sitting on yeah. top of Aldous's <laughs> pelvis just screaming as loud as she can and then the camera pans down to see Russell Brand's reaction and he's just like sitting right. there wide eyed like almost like freaked out so by the whole the scenario. What the fuck is happening to me right now? It's so funny. Oh yeah. So funny to me. They, uh, their chemistry too and their their fight whenever he like basically says she's like so your philosophy is that you can just fuck whoever whenever at any time you want? And he's like, yeah, mm-hmm. basically, like uh, yeah. they're they're fighting, you know, kind of chemistry as well is really good. Um, mm-hmm. And I love that whole that whole thing when she's like, bullshit, 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 calls him out for all his <laughs> tattoos that like are, have contradicting mm-hmm. meanings. Like, again, mm-hmm. he just fulfills that that, you know, that style of rocker sort of role yeah. so well. It actually kind of makes sense for why I don't kind of like him now. Like, it's like, yeah, he's kind of a douchebag. Maybe kind of it's that. Uh, seemingly yep. so but um, yeah I uh, I love that scene as well um, I, on a related sex note one that I wanted to make mm-hmm. sure was the uh, the couple we mentioned earlier uh, Jack McBrayer and Maria Thayer uh, he says a line to her you've got Christ between your legs but with a shorter beard did you catch that one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so funny. I love that all this teaches him too. Like, oh, Christ can be there. Yeah, he should be. Yeah, totally. Like, he likes you mm-hmm. to be happy or whatever. Uh, yeah. It's so great, man. He's just like such an untroubled, uh, doesn't worry about anything person. But right. he also is like so rich and famous that he's just, he's lived that lifestyle for the for such a long time that he doesn't understand like the troubles other people have. So when he and uh, Sarah break up that night, he just immediately rolls over and starts to go back to sleep, but not before he like rolls over and says, I fucked the maid or something like that a couple of weeks ago. So yeah, it was, uh, I'm going to fuck my driver. (laughs) (laughs) And he will, he will. Yeah. That's the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. He's got it. Um, so, yeah, final thoughts. Uh, I, I think both of us really liked it. Obviously, we've mm-hmm. been gushing about it. We both uh, watched it a lot. I think recommendations, fully recommended this one. And you also forget him at the Greek, it seems, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Steven, I, I'm i eager for you to watch Get Him oh, to the excellent. Greek. Like, I just, I really feel like the, the, the time frame between you seeing a trailer for it versus watching it fresh right. is long enough that, like, so much of the movie is going to be brand new to you. And uh, there's uh, surprises in store there. Excellent. So, yeah. I made so many good people involved. I'm down with that, you know. Always down yeah. mm-hmm. uh, to watch a, a good, fun movie as well. So, yeah. It, it's not going to be as high on your uh, list of favorite films as this movie, but right. it's still still pretty solid, I would say. I think, yeah, and over time, I can forgive that. I, I was never... It never could have been as good. Even a sequel with Jason Siegel, I don't think would really be as good. I think this. I, I like that this is kind of a one and done. I like that that one is kind of more of a spinoff than. Uh, and I might, I might have other characters related, or whatever. But I like mm-hmm. that I can. I don't have to have that in my canon. You know, I have this one. But that one can be a right. fun addition. So uh, yeah, I'm into that. Hell yeah! Yeah, perfect. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, so next week, as we mentioned, Hot Rod, come back for Hot that. Rod. Oh, I'm really excited for that. Andy Samberg. 
Uh, mm-hmm. Fucking Bill Hader's back. Oh, Bill Hader's back. Ah. Mm-hmm. Tulsa's own, Bill Hader. Tulsa's own, Bill Hader. We love that dude. He's so good. He's yeah. so good in that role, too. I really can't wait to talk about that one. So that'll be a blast. Definitely watch that so you can come back and listen to that one with us. And uh, let me get back to my other notes so I can mention more shit, I guess. <laughs> so uh, you can contact us. All the info's in the show notes, as usual, if you'd like to uh, to reach out to us for any reason. You can also rate us uh, and review us on your favorite podcast apps. Five stars is always appreciated. And please tell your friends so more people can find us. Absolutely. And this episode was twice as long as the previous oh, one. Yeah. So, look, we did our thing. We, you know, it we got you. back up on that horse. Uh, my horse is lowered. You know, I, uh-huh. I'm a, a, a fall risk, Smart. potentially a flight <laughs> risk. So, I just imagine going like horseback riding with you, and I'm like, give him mm-hmm. two helmets. Put him on a pony. <laughs> Thanks. <Yeah. laughs> is there a saddle that rides under the horse? Just to be closer to the ground, you know. He likes Spider Man. He might like it more that way. I don't know. I don't just know. tell him. Let that blood get back to his head. You know, it's been it's in his brain before. Really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was a blast talking about this with you, man. Uh, I love this movie, sure. and uh, it's not really a best friend movie. It's definitely like a relationship movie. But for some reason, mm-hmm. Jason Segel just uh, makes me want to think about my best friends. So uh, it's cool talking about this exactly. with you, man. You know, when you watch this movie, it, it reminds me of a uh, a particular phrase by a, a very famous woman: heartbreak. <laughs> feels good here you know oh oh is it it sounds different not coming from an australian voice though oh yeah sorry let me let me put it in her proper uh timber heartbreak <laughs> feels fucking good here that was wolverine they call kidman tim burton is what you're doing uh-huh, not her, yeah. that her timber this she was the original voice uh for oogie boogie wow a lot of people know that. wow a lot of people know that's that. so interesting so, that's yeah. so interesting much like forgetting sarah marshall this is an educational show <laughs> a lot of people don't know that so. well thanks for everybody for joining us today hope you enjoyed it i definitely had a lot of fun brent Same. thank you for being here for this and come back next week everybody for hot rod until next time i'm steven i'm dinosaur man <laughs> let's talk oh, later By surprise when you let me inside you. Inside you. One, two, three, record. Oh, shit. Oh, that's something they used to do in music back in the day, you know, where yeah. uh, there's a LL Cool J song called I'm Bad that I was listening uh-huh. to recently. And like, it, it like builds up to the beat. And when he does it, he does the escalating voice thing. And it was just like, we really don't do this in music anymore, you know? Yeah, you really need to bring that back. Is that what you're but saying? I love that you brought it to the podcast realm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Now now everybody has it. Oh <laughs> shit, we're here. Please do it. I really hope that, yeah, worked out. Because you really went for the whole auditory effect there. You know, yeah, swinging I was, from the fence or so out there, right? <laughs> I was like one of those drinking birds, you know? Who, like, dips down, dips back up, dips down. It's, I can totally see what you mean from what I just saw. That was exactly mm-hmm. what you just did to your microphone, yeah. Hell you yeah, You really dude. got that movement down. I mean, you know... That bend from the like, waist kind of... I've watched a lot of videos about practicing that particular maneuver, you know? You never know when that comes in handy. You never know. Exactly. You, know? you just want yeah. all the skills. You want to collect all the skills. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's like uh, eating a Subway sandwich uh, mid-loaf. Uh, I've, I'm experienced with that as well. You know Just as another skill? Uh-huh. Yeah, I watched some videos on that as well. Wow. I bet there are <laughs> definitely videos for that, right? It's called the sandwich's crotch, okay? And you really want to get in there. 
Okay, Jared. <laughs> Wait, no, 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 no. I don't want any part of what he's got going on. Uh, Steven, uh, I want to mention a note that I put down on my, my notes app. You know, I, I try to keep a list of mini topic things mm. for us to, to get into, just so we have, like, content for the show. I feel like uh, for the listeners who are maybe new or just not aware, we do these outtakes at the beginning of the episode. Right. It's kind of like a warm-up to get into the episode. Does it make sense? No. Mm-mm. I mean, like, but this is this is just who we <laughs> We've are. We've done it forever. We can't get out of our ways. We can't stop. <laughs> we won't stop. And uh, so I, I'm always, like, worried that we won't have anything to talk about. It's, it's rarely come up, but because uh, a lot of times we just bullshit our way through right. it. But uh, I did write this one down because I thought, oh, this would be something. I don't think this is anything. I'm going to run it oh, by okay, you. Good. I, this is literally what the note says. <laughs> <sighs> These are always good. Purple nurple. Shouldn't it be pipple nipple? <laughs> Uh, okay, sure. It doesn't, it doesn't really... Mm, I mean, like, I get the purple because you, like, pinch someone's nipple, right? But oh, I was going to say, I forgot, what is, a, what is a purple nurple again? Yeah. That is it, the... You're, you're turning someone's nipple purple. Gotcha. Okay. But, like, for whatever reason, they, they couldn't co-sign on purple nipple. So they were like, purple nurple? And like, no. This is like when people from Boston call them Reese's Pieces. <laughs> It's like no, it's Reese's pieces. Can you That's do that? The, like the Boston. name Reese's, ex- fucking Reese's pieces, bro. Like no, 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 no. What Throw about purple nurple, Harbor, dude? Purple nurple, dude. <laughs> Did you see Jimmy down at the store? I came in fucking purple nurple, dude. And then your new word is what now? Uh, pipple nipple. <laughs> Because I thought I was pimple, pimple nipple. Yeah. Okay. So you keep keep nipple as it is. Yeah, I was keeping trying to keep nipple intact because that's like (laughs) the that's like the main noun, right? Okay. I was trying to keep that intact, but then I after I wrote this note, I was like, I fucking solved this problem. Genius level (laughs) intellect over here. And then I was like, wait, but what does pimple mean? It doesn't really mean anything. So now we have to like try to reverse engineer what the word pimple would mean. And I right. honestly, it kind of sounds like pit bull, you know. Oh, I I was I thought it was pimple at first. Which, oh, which just it, you know the imagery initially is just bad, but yeah, pitbull I do like because it's like um, it's like Uber. It's like you want some mm. word that's just kind of like obscure to mean this you know ride sharing service. What does that mean? You know. Oh, I thought you were going back to like Hitler times where it was like uh, Uber Minch. So this would oh. be like <laughs> pitbull Minch. Oh, well, I wouldn't be opposed. But it's a flavor that, that of the safe man and pimple minch gum. It doesn't it just doesn't rhyme, though. I like uh-huh. uh, I do like the idea that this this act should should be rhyming. But I agree that uh, nipple is already there and it's already mm-hmm. a funny word. And it is the main word there. And and purple nurple, like making that that tried to fit into that rhyme scheme in a weird way. It doesn't make as much sense. I, at first I, I thought this was totally absurd, but now I am, I'm 100% on board with <laughs> okay. this. All right, good. Okay. So I don't know that Pipple is the, now that I said it, it did something Pitbull. You're right. Mm-hmm. I just, <laughs> okay, well, mm-hmm. what about Pitbull nipple, Pitbull nipple? And you just say it mm-hmm. fast and people say it like Pitbull. Cause it's like a Pitbull biting your nipple. 
Okay. That's how it feels. It could be hurting, which I have a okay. little, we think a little pity mix and she's sweetie, sweetie pie, but mm-hmm. still, you know, a lot of them bred for, for bad, bad news bears. Well, look, I'm not trying to culturally appropriate anything. So if right. you could have that conversation with her, just ask, mm-hmm. hey, my non pit bull friend right. uh, has a question. Mm-hmm. Just looking for an answer. You tell me if this is fucked up. <laughs> and she's like, why do I have to answer these questions? Yeah. I just was like being my normal self over here. And I'm like, now you I know have what? to take time out of my day to pitbull explain <laughs> shit to you. Okay. I had a lot of napping to do. I had some shits on deck. Okay. But now let me put everything else on hold. Okay. This is one of those conversations where for a second I was like, is this bad to have the podcast? But then, no, imagine this is like a children's TV show, an inappropriate, mm-hmm. inappropriate one, of course. But right. uh, where you're trying to explain something to children like race, which is hard, but you do mm-hmm. it with animals, which is an easier way to get into their minds, you know? Yeah. Oh, what would a pit bull say in this situation? I like that. See, well, it's kind of like a, a little just imagine a little cartoon in your mind with our little voices on there. Mm hmm. I like this. I think Do this you? has gone in a positive direction. <laughs> I think it's and better I'm than glad last I wrote time. the note now, and I have no notes on my notes. Uh, I think I, we're honestly we're just killing it. So are we it's doing a total total recovery from last week for sure. Uh, and then my final thought on this yeah. is like, what if like I uh, I used to have a boss that would uh, she was from like Arizona or whatever, and I know people in uh, like I guess Chicago. We'll say this sometimes, but instead of saying frustrated, she would say frustrated. Ooh, she just I've never heard the that. R. And it was just like, is she trying to be funny? Because I've like heard Kanye West uh-huh. do it as well. And he's like, I'm so frustrated. Like, well, you got a lot going on, dude. So maybe mm. just, you know, that's on you. But uh, <laughs> my boss would say that she was frustrated. Does it make you laugh like, when that happens? Because you don't want to laugh like, at someone that says they're frustrated, but then that... They didn't say they were frustrated, did they? That's only going to frustrate things more, (laughs) Stephen. That's the problem. So I'm like, what if, like, nurple is just like how somebody learned to say the word nipple, and then they become a doctor, and they're like, well, Gladys, I don't know how to tell you this, but your your nurples are (laughs) fucked up. (laughs) She's like, what? Doesn't it sound like a nurple would be like a Dr. Seuss nipple? (laughs) That or it's made out of nerf foam. Oh, a nurple. Yeah, like wow. if you lose a nipple in the war, they give you a nurple. <laughs> oh, it's so realistic. Yeah, it's a nurple. Uh, that, I feel like that could have been a scene cut out of Forrest Gump, you know? He's laying yeah, there. Yeah, could have been, man. Recovery Center. Mm-hmm. It's like the titanium legs. that They had new technology for nipples, too. New foam. <laughs> yeah. Nurples. Yeah. Like, everybody during the war, you know, gets diverted to wartime things. So, like, the Nerf mm-hmm. gun industry, they couldn't make those, but they could make <laughs> Nerfles. That's right, yeah. And they saved a lot of men's lives. Hi, thanks to Nerfle. I don't look weird in a tank top anymore. I like to wear them thin. I like to wear them thin. My nipples poke out. Outside. I'm sorry, my Nerfles poke out of the side. I, what, okay, but do they? Do you imagine? Because they're kind of foam. I don't really mm-hmm. know. I guess Nerf things reject water. I wondered, like, mm-hmm. does this stay hard in water, or does it like soak up water and you squeeze it out like a sponge? I feel like, yeah. Uh, if if you've ever like uh, played with Nerf guns in a swimming pool or whatever, they don't really absorb water, right? So right. 
they just kind of float. I feel like there's some type of sealant on. So when Lieutenant Dan is up on top of his ship right. screaming at, at God right. uh, for the storm, totally fine. You know, Nurple's intact. <laughs> he had test models back in the late 60s, right. early 70s, right? Yeah. Uh, man, Nurple's. Nurple's, yeah. Is that is that it? Is, that is it Nurple's? I think so. I think we got there. I like that, that better. Like, when we come up with a product, I think that's always a good time, you know? Yeah. From the makers of Taint Badge. <laughs> Nervous. <laughs> Look, they could even make some, like, pasties or whatever. Like, uh, I'm uh, not a stripper, but I feel like uh, with some of my, my dress shirts that I wear at work, uh, sometimes if it if it's cold inside, even with an undershirt mm-hmm. on, right. I can you know get a little bit poking through. So with the uh, advanced technology at uh, uh, Nerful Core uh-huh. uh, or Nerful Corp, uh, <laughs> I could I could simply apply those and then you know go about my business. That's right. I think I, I'm always self conscious whenever my nips are showing. You know. Yeah. I have, uh, I have two shirts right now in particular that are that are like you have two shirts. I have two shirts. Oh my god, we got Richie Rich over here. <laughs> Holy shit! I have two shirts that are uh, they're like you know sweat wicking material. They're like meant mm-hmm. to be outside. I think I'm, I might have mentioned them once to you because they are uh, they're I wore them in Oklahoma. They were they were helpful there. They have like UV protection. You can wear them in the pool or whatever. But. Uh, my nips show through and uh, it makes me self-conscious mm. i don't know is everybody self-conscious about that i think just across the board or uh, some people mm. just letting the nips out proudly you know i don't know uh i feel like on the tv show friends they were just like well you just crank up that ac <laughs> at least ladies at least for luck. the ladies though exactly yeah but <laughs> yeah. is it like i would think that's you would be self-conscious about that uh but i definitely am mm. you know yeah. So uh I I like that you have shirts that are meant to be outside. Like whenever you get home for the day, you just take off your shirt and throw it in the lawn. Of course. Like well, you stay out here. Dude, you chain it up. You you mow outside in Oklahoma. Right. You, do you wear that shirt after you get done bowing? No. There you go. You take that shirt All off, right. don't you? You take that All shirt right. off, don't All you? Right. You dirty boy cuz it's so dirty. Fine, you got me. I got you. Exactly. It's a great mowing shirt I've been wearing on mowing. Yeah. Oh man! Oh, this is more back to more and talk. Back to more and talk. <laughs> From the make sponsored by Nerfles. <laughs> you know what? Uh, if that isn't twelve minutes of solid content from this dumbass notes app that I've got I mean, here, we really made that. You know, we squeeze those Nerfles for all they're worth. For every amount every, of juice you get out drop. of Nerfle, yeah. Nerful juice. You can't say we didn't give you Nerful <laughs> juice. Right. That's right. I think this whole outtake segment is longer than the last episode. So That's, that might be. Uh, well, I don't know. It might be an improvement this time. I think this is uh, this is good things coming. So we'll see. Yeah. Hopefully, this last episode was a banger. Hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> Because now, yeah, well, again, we have to go and record that now. Right. So that's the whole thing. All right. Well, let's sync with Nerfles on three. Mm-hmm. One. Two, three, nerfles. Excellent. Perfect. Hell yeah. All right. Well, we did that. Back to our regular voices. Oh, God. It's so hard to keep it up like that. We got to talk like Robin Williams' brother and Mrs. Delphine (laughs) the whole time. Oh, yeah, that, that that was a good one. Perfect. Oh, did you hear that? 
No. It was muted, you're, though? You're, good. Oh, it was yeah, good. your mic was muted. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> good. That was the fattest shit I ever had in my ass. <laughs> did you uh, timestamp that? I did not. Uh, what was it? It's like 26 or something like that? Yeah, and then to like 29-ish. I should have. I just asked if you did, because I did not. No worries. Hell yeah, dude. Brent, don't yell at me. (laughs) (laughs) This is what I go through. (laughs) Hey, I wanted to apologize, by the way, straight off, Brent. That Only for you, not the listeners. Mm -hmm. But, Brent, I'm wearing a red shirt today, which is rare for me. But it's the one I have, and it's very comfortable, and I've had it for a long time. And that's why Mm -hmm. I wear it. Behind me, I set up one of my new LED lights, trying to be all hip and cool, and it's Mm -hmm. green. Yeah. I didn't mean to do that. That's all right. You know, Did Christmas you colors, it? it's, right. it's fine. It's it's July. Okay. Christmas in July is a thing. Okay. I know you love Christmas. I didn't mean um, so to. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm coming off of my uh, Grinch Mountain with Christmas a little bit, you know? Right. I'm, I'm peeking over to see what's going on in Whoville. Honestly, okay. still don't like it, but right. I'm willing to accept people okay. and their different stupid fucking idiotic beliefs. Okay, good. About enjoying things that I don't like, you know? <laughs> And it's not me, it's you. But I think it's important to acknowledge good. that I don't hate it as much anymore. That's that's our show, accepting. Matter you, of fact, you, said you know, I've, I've got some ideas for uh, December oh. to, uh, to run by you okay. at some point. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. We've been yeah. talking about that calendar lately, but wow, you've mm-hmm. really been thinking ahead. All right, I like that. I really First that. idea, end the show. <laughs> <laughs> You're like a Christmas gift to you all, motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. It's the black coal of podcasting. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, here, let me update my timestamps. Yeah, smart. Yes, who's back? Back, back again. Good. Guess who's back? Yeah, back. He don't know shit. Oh. Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Oh. Oh. <laughs> Old man Hibbard. Yeah, that's right. Falls asleep at the Peter. end of every song. At at the end of every bust. <laughs> that's old man Hibbard, uh, epileptic. Uh, every song, he just <laughs> falls asleep at the end. Yeah. Is that, wait, is that the right one? Uh, Narcoleptic. Uh, Narcoleptic, Damn yeah. it! Mm-hmm. Epileptic that's what that show Narcos is about. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. It's a bunch of DJs that have narcolepsy. <laughs> right, yeah. It's fall forward. The the record scratches itself. <laughs> oh, that's just Earl. He's asleep again. Yeah. What's his DJ name? I'm just Earl. It's, it's that's Earl. His, his role. He's he's wildly uncreative. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Hey, no worries. I don't know why I'm singing right now. Please disregard this. Throw it in the trash right now. Oh my God, <laughs> Steven, you gotta you gotta print that out and mail it to yourself. Okay, and copyright that shit. Oh my goodness, it's gonna be a pop oh. hit of the summer, baby. Hell yeah, dude! Infant sorrow two. Oh man, the Stevening. Oh, okay, yeah, played by Russell Brand. Well, okay. Well, well, we, we don't, you know. And Brent played by Kurt Cameron. What? Oh, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> I've been thinking about going conservative. It's fine. You know, we'll try it out. See how it works. You know what? I really started hating people. 
Yeah. So other people, yeah. other races. Welcome to El Taj. <laughs> Let's talk about Jesus. <laughs> I don't know why it sounds so dirty. I know. Look, look at my El Tajina. No, no, I don't want to. I don't want to. <laughs> Um, is it pierced? Right. Um, so <laughs> yeah, by a nine inch nail. She'll be coming around that mountain when she wants to, because she is an independent woman. You can't tell her what to do. She's going to take her time and do what she wants to do. It's 2023. Get off of her fucking nuts. A country song. L P A S.